Hey everyone, Angela Bowen here, the host of Looking Back on My Wonder Years, a Wonder Years podcast. Well, today I am bringing you Problem Child 2, the movie review. Yes, I covered Problem Child, and now I'm covering the sequel. So, IMDb Synopsis says... The worst child in the world makes an unthinkable discovery. There is another child even worse than him, and it's a girl. Of course. Because <laughs> why not? <laughs> there are a lot of... There's at least two other... And one of these, like, goes into full detail about the movie. Like, nah, I'm not reading that summary. Like, there's summaries and there's, you're making a summary of the entire movie in description. So, this movie's got a 4.9, so it's actually, the first one's got a 5.5 and this one's got a 4.9. Granted, I mean, yes, it isn't as good as the first one, but it is hands and heads above the piece of garbage that is the third movie. Problem Child 3, Junior in Love. If you want to see it, it's available on YouTube. It's a horrible... You want to know who returns? The grandpa, I think, returns for the third one for a minute. The da John Ritter is not in the third one. Neither is Michael Oliver. They have a different kid playing Junior. I, th I remember watching, you know, seeing this in the TV guide when this movie was coming on, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a third one? And it's almost like I was, as I was watching the third one on television, it's almost like I was trying to convince my mind that it was the kid from the first, You're like, oh no, no, he's just grown up a little. And it's like, really like scrutinizing, like really looking at his face, like, I, I, it could be him. It, it was, it was not, it was not Michael Oliver. And it's, it was stupid because at the end of the movie, they kind of set it up where, well, if you haven't seen the movie, I'm going to spoil it for you, but, um, cause you got a couple key players that are in this movie that aren't in the third movie. And I'm like, what happened? So, I mean, I can understand, you know, if they had had the original actor, you know, playing Junior, if they had John Ritter, they probably could have made it a theatrical release. I would have been into seeing a third movie if it were a theatrical release with John Ritter and Michael Oliver's Junior. And then, spoiler alert, Annie and Trixie. They could have been a family. And we didn't get that. We were robbed of that, everybody. We were robbed. All of you Problem Child and Problem Child 2 fans out there that wanted a real Problem Child 3. So yeah, it's got a 4.9 out of 10 based on 22,013 ratings. So this time around, and I'm going to tell you straight up, I did not know this until I was an adult. That Amy Yesbeck is in the movie, but she's not playing Flo. She is playing Annie... A woman with brown curly hair, glasses, she plays a school nurse, and she is so opposite and sweet. She is such a sweet lady, so completely opposite of what Flo is. And we have someone like Flo. We have LaWanda Dumore. What did I think it was LaWanda Gilmore? Are you sure it's not Gilmore? I don't think it's Gilmore. 
Oh my god. And of course we gotta have Big Ben here. Why do we gotta have him back? He was an asshole. I thought we were done with him in the first movie. Like, hey, I quit as your son. I'm out of here. Oh my gosh. Because we know he did not get elected as mayor. Not after that speech he gave about him only being in it for himself. So the girl who plays Trixie, you will probably recognize her if you've seen the movie Parenthood. She played Rick Moranis's four-year-old daughter, Patty. The little child genius. <laughs> Which I will be covering Parenthood in May. Now, I'm looking at the movie screen because I have the Problem Child Tantrum Patch on DVD. And... The image they have here of both Junior and Trixie, you got John Ritter's picture, you got Annie dressed in her nurse outfit, you got Lawanda, you have, there is no cat in this movie, where's this cat coming from? Not to mention, there's a ferret on a skateboard. Who designed this main menu for Problem Child 2? There's also a ping pong paddle ball, there's... An umbrella. Where? There's like a cat. A white cat with like black spots. There should be Nippy the dog on here. But no, we have a ferret that's not in the movie, I'm pretty sure. Unless I'm mistaken, but I've seen this movie multiple times. And there's a cat. There is no Nippy the dog in here. And I'm like, what the hell? Nippy the dog is Big Ben's... Like, he's, look, the dog looks, like, identical to Wishbone. If you remember Wishbone, the small dog with a big imagination, it was a show on PBS. He would visit different classical literature books, Ivanhoe, Great Expectations, Cyrano, all that stuff. Yeah, we got Mr. Peabody as the principal. Oh. They had to have him back in some form. And then in the third one, he's a dentist. What the hell? We also have some other people. We have, uh, we got Strickland from Back to the Future. He is playing a teacher. He's playing Junior's teacher in this movie. Also, the guy who plays Murph in this movie, who's like a 35-year-old man, who's still in, like, sixth grade, he's in the sequel, and he also does a dual role as his sister or cousin, I don't know what her name is, but it's just Murph dressed as a woman. We also have, yeah, we have some other people that it's kind of a blink and you'll miss them type of characters. We got Paul Cetera, who plays Richard in this movie, you'll recognize this kid as playing Peter Brady in the Brady Bunch movie and the Br a very Brady sequel. I'm, when I saw this, I'm like, I know that kid! Alright, so this movie was written by Brian Levant. So we have Larry Karaszewski and Scott Alexander also writing on it. They wrote for the original as well. Let's see here. Let's see. You got some trivia here. 
All right, so during a 2014 interview on Gilbert Gottfried's podcast, the screenwriters Scott and Larry revealed that the studio was reluctant to rehire them, only doing so because they wanted to re- they wanted to suit they wanted to shoot a sequel before Michael Oliver could noticeably grow and as the writers of the first film could produce a script quicker than writers new to the story and characters of the franchise. So they're frustrated with the criticisms of Problem Child. They deliberately increased the poor taste in the sequel, intending to make a polo posolini. Fuck, I don't know what that is. Or John Waters' film for children, and went so far overboard that the first cut received an R rating. <laughs> a secret kept under until their 2014 appearance on the podcast. Dubbing over Junior's use of the word of the term pussy whipped got the film a PG-13 rating on appeal, but the studio was still so nervous that at the last minute they added the Woody Woodpecker cartoon Smoked Hams to the film's theatrical release to reassure parents the film was suitable for children. The action figure that the junior that that the junior that junior electrocutes in his science project is modeled after the bowtie killer from the first movie. Okay, let's see. So yeah, like I said, I had no idea that Amy Yasmilek had returned as a different character. I honestly did not know. I wouldn't have known that even reading the credits because I just. I wasn't paying that kind of attention to the movie in 1991 or 92 when I saw it. Ben is still driving the GP, quote-unquote, borrows from Roy in the first film when he goes to rescue Junior from the Bowtie Killer. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let's see here. Big Ben says that he only sold one starter kit. If you look very closely, you'll notice he sold it to Wojtek. Chalonsky? I don't know. The film contains a number of subtle references to the Back to the Future film series, which also was produced by Universal. In the first classroom scene, Mr. Thorne is writing rules. Uh, oh, the blackboard and at the bottom it says, no slackers. Mr. Thorne is played by James Tolkien, who played Mr. Strickland in the Back to the Future series and was fond of calling both Marty and his father slackers. One of the rules is no tardies. Mr. Strickland gave Marty his fourth tardy slip in a row in his first appearance in the film. One of the large stone cats that adorned the Hill Valley Clock Tower is quite visible when Ben follows Annie out of the auditorium. Also, some then commercially available toy miniatures of the DeLorean eh, and the 2015 police car and taxi cab can be seen in Junior's Roach Motel. Ooh, yeah, I forgot about that scene. Ooh. The girl who plays Trixie Young. Oh, she's got a last name, Trixie Young. Here was also in Parenthood in 1989, the movie whose poster was spoofed by Problem Child when it was released to video. That's right. They pretty much have the same exact movie poster, pretty much. All right, so it looks like this movie was actually released July 3rd, 91, so the day before the 4th of July. And, you know, in this movie also, again, with the red, white, and blue theme in this movie, just like in the original, they kept the, it's like a color scheme. Okay, taglines. This summer, Junior has a brand new friend. He's bad. She's worse. 
He's back, and he's got a friend. Filming locations in Florida, because it seemed like the first movie was filmed in areas of Dallas. That would explain the uh, cowboy hats on the on the policeman, <laughs> I guess. Uh, budget fifteen million, opening weekend. Oh, holy goo! Well, <laughs> they did release it during the Fourth of July, so. Yeah, opening weekend was only five million three hundred and seventy-two thousand eight hundred eighty. Gross twenty-five million one hundred four thousand seven hundred, and worldwide thirty-two million seven hundred four and seven hundred dollars. All right, without further ado, let's jump into Problem Child Two. Ugh, whoever designed this menu, it just irritates me because there's a cat and a ferret in the menu, the disc menu, and neither of those things, animals, excuse me, were in the movie. I do, I do not, unless there's a, I mean, he shoots a slingshot at other, you know, as he's driving along, probably he shoots one at a cat. I'll keep my eyeballs open for that, but I still don't see any cat or any ferret in this movie. So I gotta say, I do like the font that they use. It's really fun and bright looking with the blue and the yellow font. It just Yeah, he is driving Roy's old vehicle from the first one. They also have a U-Haul, a small U-Haul attached to the back. And they're also, you know... With the same color scheme of blue, because now Junior's dressed just like Ben. Oh, yeah, they're both wearing Braves. You know, that was a baseball team that Junior was on until he maimed the opposing team. So they're in the car driving, and Ben says, you know, Junior, this is a sentimental moment here. You know, Cold River is where I was born, raised, everyone I know is here. It says, I got a lot of fond memories of this place. And Junior looked at him like, are you kidding me right now? And Junior, I think, even has to remind him, like, really? This town is your bitch wife and your asshole father? Really? You have fond memories. Oh my goodness. Yeah, he even says fond memories. What are you talking about? Yeah, Junior says everybody hated you. Your father, your wife, those horrible neighbors. Yeah, let's not forget Roy, whose car you're driving. Oh, they're just now, because there's a sign that says now leaving Cold River. Because Ben's like, you're right, let's blow this joint. Um, only the Strong Survive by Brian Adams. Great Dane trailers are driving past. You know, Junior, this is kind of a sentimental moment. Cold River is where I was born, where I was raised. Everyone I know is here. I've got a lot of fond memories of this place. <laughs> yeah, right. Fond memories? What are you talking about? Everybody hated you. Your father, your wife, those horrible neighbors. You're right. Let's blow this joint. So, yeah, my guess, yeah, they sold the house, and that's how they're buying the new one with wherever the hell they're moving to. 
Because at first I'm like thinking, wait a minute, didn't his dad clean out his life savings, his bank account? But it's like, no, he sold the house, they got the money, divorced, divorced flow, got that shit out of the way. Where the hell did she end up, just out of curiosity? Oh my gosh, who cares? She's gone, we don't need to work. No, in her place, we have LaWanda, and honestly... If I had to choose between the two, I would rather have Flo back because LaWanda is just gross, nasty, disgusting, excuse for a human. I don't even want to call her a human because she is that bad. So, yeah, they checked into a hotel for the night. I mean, this is 1991. I, you pretty much get what you pay for. <laughs> gross green carpeting it's like puke green vomit and just really dated of course it's dated it's 91 <laughs> what? is that the only place they probably could have who knows who knows who knows they had vacancy so i guess that's uh, good enough they had a winding staircase though or should i say staircase it was just a set of wraparound stairs it was, yeah Oh, yeah, that's how you do a road trip, everybody. You got your Doritos, you got your fast food, you got your, oh, yeah, just, I love how they're matching, because they went from having their Braves baseball jackets and matching hats to just white polo shirts. It's just, uh, I love this father-son bonding that they're doing on this, this road trip, this new adventure. I really love the sheepskin seat covers. They're just really cool looking. I don't have any on my in mine, but the I just it looks so comfy. They are eating their way across America because <laughs> they have these really big, tall ice cream treats. They are gonna get sick. I understand now why. Later, Ben is sucking down some Pepto, because you eat all that shit, and you're driving, honestly. You're, with you driving, and you're consuming all that, and it's just sitting there in your stomach, of course you're going to be like, Ugh. Ice cream, Doritos. Actually, you know what? That would be a weird flavor. But yeah, they're eating Doritos, ice cream, stopping at probably Mickey D's, Burger King, Wendy's, Taco Bell, what have you, all those fast food places. You know what's weird? It's it's just like how usually like you know, like I'm gonna pick something up for dinner, but it always it makes it feel like a special treat when you're on the road driving and you're like, hey, let's stop somewhere and grab something to eat. Why does it it always makes it feel more special? when you're on a road trip to stop somewhere and eat versus your normal, good, I'm not going to make dinner, I'll just stop somewhere. I don't know why it just makes it feel more, to me, I guess it does. It's, it's part of the journey on the road trip. Oh, they got a hot box pizza. Is that a brand name? They got pretzels. They are really all the foods. All the, they got to try everything. There's even, like, french fries on the dashboard. Oh, they stop at a Checkers! We don't have a Checkers here that I've looked. At least nowhere near that I could go to. I'd have to go back to Michigan. That's the thing. That's what I did. When I went back to Michigan last summer, I went to, um, I went to Muskegon, and I'm like, hey, let me hit up that Checkers. I gotta get my funnel cake fries. 
that's what I would do. Sometimes, like, when I would leave before I'd go to work, I'm like, you know what? I gotta hit up Checkers. Their drive-thru is always busy as hell. But it's like, no, I gotta, you know, I'm like, I'm here, I'm in Michigan, I don't know where the nearest Checkers is in Texas, because I'm not gonna drive there anyway. So I'm like, I'm getting Checkers funnel cakes, fries. That's how it's gotta be. I gotta have them. I'm here. May as well. Yeah, and I also saw Asian Buffet and Grill. Oh, I miss them. I miss them. See, it's like trying to find other restaurants here that I can like just as much, like have my own little favorite restaurants and stuff. Um, Another one, if you're ever in Muskegon, to go to, and it's a nice family-owned restaurant. It's Teddy Spaghetti's. They have amazing Italian food. They have these breadsticks. I kid you not that are half the size of a loaf of bread. They are mondo big. They're soft. They're so good. Melt in your mouth. Beautiful, amazing breadsticks. Go there if you're in Muskegon. It's usually, if you go there, like, like around um, when they open, just before noon, it's not going to be busy. You're going to, like, have the place to yourself. And I've done, it's just such a... Such a good place. You see, all these recommendations, guys. They actually have a big boy in Muskegon. As soon as we left Michigan, Muskegon got a big boy. Like, what? Really? Oh, my gosh. It was like, I'm, I didn't go in and eat because I'd already eaten at Asian Buffet and Grill. But I'm like, nah. I had to get, I had to take a picture, of course, with the big boy. And it was just so cool. It was so cool. We're eating chili dogs. Was that chili dogs? I'm not sure. Oh, they also got, what does it say? Quaker rice cakes? They just, uh I can see why Ben looks like he's gonna pop out from both ends with the vomiting and the shitting because he looks, ooh, like he's regretting some of his food choices. I don't know exactly where, because they were in Illinois, Cold River, Illinois. And now, I don't know where the hell they're, if they're heading out of the state of Illinois, if they're, I don't know. He's sucking down that Pepto, like, oh, I should have bought another bottle. Junior's feeling it too, because he is like, Ugh. Or maybe he just wants to be like Dad. He wants to be like Dad. Is it hot in that car? Because I am looking at Michael Oliver's hair, and it's just like... The side of it on the bottom looks like he is starting to sweat. So whether it's like hot in that car or something like that. I have pulled off to the side of the road to take a leak in front of a farm. Yeah, it's like just like a fence line that's got a couple horses. Here's any to take a piss. The horses can watch. Ew. Gross. See, that's the thing. Guys have it so damn lucky. Girls don't get that privilege. They don't get that. Well, granted, you can't be doing that anyway because you get. You doing that and a cop pulls up, your ass is getting arrested for public urination. And you're probably going to jail. Or you'll probably just get a ticket. Who knows? They're going into a place called Funware, which looks like. Oh, yeah, it's got souvenirs and all that fun stuff. So, yeah. That's another thing when you go to a new town and stuff like that. Or, no, when you go out of state to a state you haven't been to. I have a big one. It's like, hey, 
when we when we drove to like Louisiana in Arkansas, I'm like, we gotta find a place. I need to because I collect magnets from out of state. So I gotta get a magnet. That's important. Maybe some playing cards because they like to collect playing cards from different states. I don't play with them. I just I like you know having just the playing cards. It's it's just it's so cool. But it's like that's the thing. It's like no, I need to have. I'm collecting refrigerator magnets from other states that I've been. It's it's, it's part of the experience for me. Do they get like one of those helmets that have like the uh, the drink holders and then you can suck it through a straw into your mouth? Oh, we're passing a gas station in 1991. The gas was like 113 or 121. I miss that. I I wasn't driving in 91. I was like nine years old. But I remember, I think when I started driving, it was bordering towards, my dad made such a big deal of like, you know, gas is getting more expensive. It's almost $2 a gallon. And now here we are, where it's like three and a half dollars a gallon. And I don't know, is gas going to get up to four, over $4 a gallon now? With everything going on? That's what I'm wondering. I remember at one point, I can't remember when, but I think at one point it did get over $4 a gallon gas did at one point. What is this restaurant? It says, oh, it says booby trap. I was going to say because there are two. It's like a, is that a, that's like a strip club, right? Or something? Because there's two inflatable boobies on either side side of this booby trap strip club I don't think that's a restaurant so yeah Junior's sleeping he's got a pillow tucked behind him and then of course in the next scene John Ritter is sleeping and Junior is driving it's at night time I don't think he's gonna get pulled over he, clearly he's gotten to be a better driver he's actually sitting up so <laughs> he's not like on the floor like hitting the pedals and holding the bottom of the steering wheel. So they're moving to Mortville, which is 300 miles away. And I, I don't know how much, how long they've been driving before then, but. Someone honks at Junior and Junior flips him off. Of course he does. Mortville. Welcome to Mortville. All American city, home of the Love Rock. Now they're now they're wearing matching red shirt. <laughs> it's funny because it's like blue and then white and then red with this color scheme. I don't. Get it. It's just funny. We see Trixie on rollerblades skating right in front of the Healy's car, and she's got a balloon attached to whether well, she's holding it. I don't know. <laughs> Junior uses a slingshot to pop a hole in Trixie's balloon. And Trixie just stands there, hands on her hips, just glaring at Junior. And you just hear Junior laughing. <laughs> okay, for heaven's sake, he's... Why is he still laughing? My, it ain't that funny. So, yeah, Junior's trying to guess what the <laughs> house they moved into He's like, is it the one with the yellow roof? Is it the one with the purple flowers? Like, no, like, hmm, is it the one with the sold sign on, in the front yard? It's a white house with blue shutters and blue trim and a matching 
house mailbox. It says Healy 911. It is a sweet looking house. That even looks bigger than the house they had. Oh my god. He moved to the divorce capital of the world. All these single ladies in one, if you watch One Tree Hill, you might recognize the woman who plays Deb. Ay, ay, ay. So apparently Barbara Allen Woods has moved up in the world because she plays a mayor in that new Chucky show about the doll on the Sci-Fi Network. Let's see. Deb's kind of I'm just trying to... Oh, she was in an ep two episodes of American Dream. She played Beth's mom, apparently. Uh, she was Diane Selinsky in <laughs> the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids television show. Yikes. Just yikes. Let's see here. Looking, looking. She was in an episode of Mr. Belvedere? Wow. There's the weirdest thing. Because now it doesn't even show her in the Problem Child movie. Unless she was uncredited, but I don't know. Weird, because it sounds and looks just like her. Oh, Martha Quinn from the Full House episode. And apparently... Her character found out from the realtor that Ben Healy is single. Yes, just recently divorced. Oh my goodness. There's like 20 plus women on this front lawn. And when they open the door, it's just wow. There's so much space. Looks like the, whoever was in there left their paint behind. So again, we have Junior narrating the movie, and he's just explaining, here we are, we're starting our new life, and he says, it's nice having a guy who loves me, usually people take one look and run screaming, and Junior says, you know, I think me and Dad are gonna do all right together. You know, on second thought, I probably am wrong. That isn't Barbara Allen Woods from One Tree Hill. It's some other lady who is dressed out. In, she is decked out in like, in like it's Easter with this giant church hat that looks like it's trying to swallow the back of her head. She made a cherry pie. And Ben's like, oh, that's so sweet. Look, Junior, she made us a cherry pie. He's like, oh, how thoughtful. As Junior takes the pie and slams the door in her face. So, of course, Ben is angry. Like, he asks, Junior, what are you doing? Now, I want you to apologize to this nice lady. He goes to open the door. There's another lady there. In fact, there's a line of ladies with baked goods ready to welcome him to the neighborhood. This is, yeah, baked goods, greens, uh, chicken. Oh, my gosh. Someone even made a Valentine red heart cake. And Junior, who's holding his football there, is like, Dad, what about football? And 
Ben says, oh, Junior, we can play later. Look at all this great food people are, these ladies are giving us. Yeah, don't you want to meet these wonderful ladies? I'm like, no, not really. So here comes this guy who's a neighbor. He says that Mortville, the divorcee capital of the world. Oh my gosh. So he's happy that there's another guy that's moved into the neighborhood that he can talk to. So he invites Ben and Junior over for a barbecue. And he says his name is Aaron Berger. This guy's shirt is just crazy. It's got tacos. It's got burgers on it. It's just a flavorful food shirt. Okay, yeah, Ben introduces himself and Junior, and the guy looks at Junior and he's like, huh, it's a funny-looking kid. Why? Because he has red hair? What's funny about that? Oh, yeah, the guy shows Ben his cooker and says, oh, man, I bet your wife does the cooking, huh? Well, apparently that cooker costs the guy a whole month's paycheck, but to him it's worth it. And Ben explains that, you know, my wife, we broke up. We're not, I'm not married. And of course, Mr. Berger is like, oh, and you got the kid? Ooh, bad deal. <laughs> what? This guy, ugh, making assumptions. So we got the twins here that have been in, these girls, they're always together in these movies. Kindergarten Cup, Problem Child 2, Camp Nowhere. I can't think of what other movies these girls have been. They've probably been in quite a lot of them. But they're always together. And they tell Junior this neighborhood has a move-in fee. You have to give each of us $10. They make, hell no I don't. <laughs> I'm not giving you nothing. Yeah, Junior's like 20 bucks. I'm not giving you diddly squat. Girls together say pay us or leave. And Junior's just, ugh. Mr. Berger's talking about a 50 to 1 chick ratio here. It's like, ben, like basically, Mr. Hercule, uh, you gotta get started on these ladies. You know, work your way through them, basically. Is that an outhouse in their backyard? What is that? Or is that a playhouse? I can't tell. <laughs> I love Junior. He says, Dad, can we go? These people are, these people are real dicks. Especially his kids. Eey. Thank goodness there's only two of them. I mean, think of Roy's kids. Yeah. So, yeah, the guy sets Junior off. He's like, oh, well, excuse me, your highness. I didn't know that simple little me and my family weren't good enough for your high and mighty taste. You just see Junior basically making fists. Like, he is going to take this guy down. So this guy is out of line. You're talking to a kid, especially a neighbor you just met. Now you're like mouthing off to, I mean, the Junior was out of line too. He didn't have to say that. But still, it's like, dude, you're an adult and you're talking to a child, especially a child you just met. Uh, he is, uh, we, I don't even think we really see him after this. At least I don't think so. He's talking about, oh, maybe I should go inside and slip on my silk tuxedo. And you hear the beginning of Bad to the Bone starting. Yeah, the game's contained. Then we can turn out some champagne, the champagne, and escargot. And you just see Junior, just his face is like he's really to, ready to demolish this guy. 
that guy's teeth are really yellow and gross. Because um, <laughs> they're doing a close-up shot of the guy's mouth. And Ben does kind of bring Junior back down to Earth. Like, Junior, try to be polite, we're his guest. I'm like, first of all, yes, you are his guest. But you're going to sit there and let him talk to your kid like that? Really? I'm like, I do, like, grabbing Junior by the hand. Like, all right, buddy, we're we're out. Nice to meet you. But please don't talk to my child that way. I don't care if I'm a guest in your home. But you don't talk to my kid that way. Even if my kid was rude to you. And Junior just smiles and says, Okay, Dad. And Ben apologizes for Junior's rudeness. Just saying, he's tired. It's been a long trip. Yeah, and of course Junior is going to mess with the grill and make it so that a lot of gas is coming out. So when the guy lights the grill, it's going to cartoonishly blast that guy into the air and he lands in a kiddie pool and his face is just covered in soot. And the guy says his kids or his girls are even the same way. They're brats. Me three... We see three propane tanks here that say flammable, just in case you didn't know. He has a couple issues with some of the matches that he strikes. And when it hits the gas, the flame hits that gas, you just see from... <laughs> the camera is pulled away into the street, so all you see is just, just giant flame fireball in the sky. From the backyard. The guy is alive miraculously. He lands in a kiddie pool in someone's backyard. And he's got a face full of soot. So it looks like they're going to jump right into the school year. Because we're all at Mortville Elementary. <laughs> and everyone's like dropping their kid off. And Ben's trying to get Junior out of the car. Like, come on, Junior. There's none to be scared about. I know it's your first day. You're nervous. It'll be fine. So Junior's going into the third grade, which Ben says third grade is the foundation of a great education. Sure it is. Yeah, it's like if you don't go, you're only hurting yourself. And Junior says, well, may, at least I'll take down a couple guys down with me. <laughs> it's like his hair, because I don't know if they filmed this movie back to back. And it's like his hair, Junior's hair, got more of a darker red. Actually, yeah, because Ben's getting angry. say, Junior, I'm your father and you'll do as I say. And he just rips the seat out of the car like it's like just Velcroed in there. He hands Junior, I'm guessing it's his in-case-of-emergency card, and then sends him on his way. says, goodbye and good luck. And then he tries to fit the... Ugh, I can't believe he ripped that. I don't think... No, he didn't. But trying to fit that seat back into the car. So as he's walking down the hall, Trixie recognizes him. Like, oh, it's him. So, yeah, here we see Peabody talking on the phone saying, changing careers was the smartest thing I ever did. He's got... His desk is made of pencils. Just complete pencils. Yes, because he says, I love being the principal because I hate children. 
His name says, it says Principal Igor Peabody. Well, why did Slow call him Charlie? Who knows? He, he, he keeps telling, I don't know who the fuck he's talking to. I hate them. Being a principal is great because I hate children. He basically says, I can tell them to jump out a window and they would do it. He says, I bark and they do what I say. Crawl, yeah, he basically can tell the kids what to do. Crawl around on all fours. They do that. Yeah. <laughs> he says, would you mind jumping out a window? Sure, Mr. Principal. Out they go. Anything. On the door, we got a yellow arrow that says, this way to study hall, and below a red arrow saying, this way to detention. Oh my goodness, he is not expecting to see the person who walks through the door, in which I'm pretty sure Junior's not expecting to see him either. It's a crazy reunion. Junior to roll up in there. It's like, what the hell? You're supposed to be in Cold River. And Mr. Peter Buddy's like, what are you doing in Mortville? It's like, yeah, well, look, I moved here, okay? So he asked Junior, what? Yeah, and he's like, well, you're not here. You're a figment of my imagination. And Junior says, if I were a figment of your imagination, could I do this? And he lets out the loudest, grossest fart ever. It's fucking nasty. I mean, if you think grown adults' farts are bad, I'm sure kids are just as bad. Uh, <laughs> so, he pretty much, yeah, he asks him what grade he's in, and Junior says, well, my dad said, you know, I, I'm in third grade. My dad said it's the foundation of my education or something. And he's, he, but he's like, that means you're here for four years. Your dad is a moron, kid. A moron. You know what a moron is? That's what your dad is. And I thought Junior was going to beat the shit out of Peabody for calling his dad a moron. But no, he says, well, no, we're putting you in sixth grade. You'll be here for a year, and then you'll move on. So, and he keeps telling Junior he's a genius. And, pa yep, passes him off to the sixth grade. 
Junior comes out of Peabody's office, he's thinking to himself, a genius, huh? Junior's thinking, wow, sixth grade, I should fart in more people's offices. Don't, don't, don't do that, please. Uh, Junior goes into the sixth grade room, and just all these kids turn to look at him. It's completely awkward, but Junior just rolls with it. Like, wow, these, well, these kids are three years older than you, yes. They're all like, <laughs> like, who is this little child? Let's go over these umpteen rules. No talking, no chewing gum, no bald jokes, no sleeping, no spitballs, no laughing, no running, no kicking, no tardies, no slackers. Read it, learn it, live it, do it. All <laughs> of course this guy's like, ugh, no, no, not another one. How many kids are they going to make me teach? I don't know, Strickland, you tell me. <laughs> no slackers. Notice how it says no texting, no phones in class, because this is 1991 and no one had a phone in class. You didn't have to worry about that then. You're like, sir, this isn't my problem. You're the teacher. His name is Mr. Thorne. I didn't see Junior come into school with a lunch, but all of a sudden he's got this white bag. Oh, he basically pushes Junior, like, get in there and find a seat. Come on, hustle, small fry. I got a class to teach here. Yeah, he's like really, like... I'm not going to have you holding up my class all year. Move it. It's like, what a dick. <laughs> so, all right. He's going to test the kids to see what they learned, you know, if they remembered anything over the summer. Polly, what's 17 times 8? 136. This girl, snobby girl, sticks her nose in the air like she knows everything about math. 72 divided by negative 9? What the hell are they teaching? Whatever. <laughs> 72 divided by negative 9? Ugh. Negative 8. So they got this. This guy, he does. He looks like he's in his 30s. His name is Murph. He's got a spiky haircut, wearing a red shirt. The guy's picking his fucking nose. What's three plus two? This guy has been there for so damn long. Apparently, since he can't pass his class, they just kept him there the whole time. And the guy, he's basically fucking with the teacher. He says, four. Kids are all laughing at him, and Junior rolls his eyes like, are you, are you kidding me with this? And apparently, Murph has been in the sixth grade since Mr. Thorne started teaching. Since I started teaching here, I really- He says, I really want to get you out this year. Like, I really don't want to keep teaching you, kid. And Murph does not care. He's, like, sticking his foot up on the desk like an asshole. Yeah, he, the teacher goes over there, like, please, work with me here. What's three plus two? And Murph is just like, nine? Like, he, he knows. He, he oddly know, he knows what the answer is. But he's just, he's screwing. Well, like, oh, I'm just going to say the wrong. He's like, ugh. <laughs> Mr. Summer's like, oh, I see this is going to be a long year. Well, Junior's like, enough with the shit. Let's move on. Five, all right? The answer is five. And the guy goes over to him. He's like, what, what did you say? Uh, I said the answer is five. So, <laughs> of course, he's ha the teacher's happy that someone's paying attention. Like, 
tells Polly to pass out the workbooks. So he says he's going to go rummage in the storage closet and see if he can find something for good old Murph. Find what for him, exactly? He didn't answer the question. Junior did. So, of course, now that the teacher is out of the room, Murph is going to make himself known to Junior. And all the kids, this is clearly something he's probably done before. All the kids react, they get out of their seats, they cower against the walls, afraid that they're going to get their butts beat. They don't leap out of their desk yet. No, he goes up to introduce himself to Junior. Who let the baby into the sixth grade? What's in your bed? No, my lunch, you pinhead. Um, yeah, now they all like. Yeah. Oh, kid doesn't know who he's talking to. Senior student in this school. The guy goes over and he slams his fist down on <laughs> on Junior's lunch. He's like, oh, what was that, your diaper? And, and Junior says, no, pinhead, my lunch. And <laughs> Murph's like, oh, the little kid doesn't know who he's talking to. Because Murph says he's the senior student at this school. And Junior says, well, no shit, you've been going here since 1970. <laughs> oh, and all, all the kids are, like, cowering against the wall. And then Junior's going, under, crawling under the desks as Murph is, like, knocking them over. <laughs> and Junior runs up to the front of the class, takes the erasers, and bangs them right in Murph's face, creating a cloud of dust. And then he takes... <laughs> The tape, the scotch tape, and basically tape, we find out later he's taped Murph to the chalkboard. Interesting how scotch tape can hold that kid. But every kid is running out of the school in fear. You know what, it seems like with 90s bullies and movies and stuff, it's like the bigger they are, the dumber they are, like the lower their IQ is. Ugh. So all the kids have run out except for Junior who's sitting at his desk smiling. As a teacher, Mr. Thorne comes in and is surprised to see Murph duct taped to the wall. And Junior's thinking to himself, maybe Dad's right. Maybe Mortville is going to be a great place to live. So now we're going to meet LaWanda, who is driving a red, I don't know, Lam I don't think it's a Lamborghini Corvette. I don't know my cars. Anyway, it's a topless car. She's dressed in all red. You see her run a hand up the back of her leg as she steps out of her car. She's dressed all in red like the devil. Oh my gosh! Does this lady honestly live... That? Okay, so this lady, seriously, is almost like... Oh, what the hell is her name from Gremlins? Mrs. Uh, mum, 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 mum. Deagle, yes, from Gremlin. She, like, owned a bank, owned the whole damn town, it seemed like. Oh, my God. And it's almost like she's, like, the female version of 
Big Ben from the first movie. But no, she owns that bank because she's got a groveling Smithers-type assistant. And she walks into the bank, pushes both doors open, and this lady there who also works for the bank, as Luana says, oh, they missed a payment, toss them in the street. And her assistant says, oh, but ma'am, that's a nursing home. They're invalids. And she's, oh, boo-hoo. So she's got a southern drawl, this woman. So she's talking about a charity event, charity ball or something. And I don't know who Sergio is, her date, her ex, husband, whatever, boyfriend, I don't know. Needing money for your suit. Yeah, and she's like, I gave him two grand yesterday. These damn gigolos, every man in Mortfield wants to bleed me dry. Oh, yeah. She's talking about wanting to find a decent man, one with integrity and compassion. And as she's looking out over the bank, she sees Ben Healy. She calls him a beefcake. Oh, okay, so he wants to start his own business, so he's talking to a loan officer. And he says, because I want to create something out of nothing. He talks about wanting to give back, put something into the community. Yeah, she thinks she's found herself husband number two, number four, number seven. I'm sorry, my head is in my ass right now. Number seven. Because <laughs> we see all the husbands that she has. And yes, they are all John Ritter in costume. So she has her assistant, Smith, find everything he can about... Ben Heatley. Even Lawanda's hair has changed. It goes from curly to straight to blonde to just different colors and shades of brown and blonde and red. It just makes me think, is she running from the law? Is she changing her name? Is this a Debbie from the Adams Family Value situation where she's murdering her husbands along the way? I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. But yeah, let's go back to... Well, we're in Mortville, but he's going to go pick up Junior, of course. While he's waiting for his son, umpteen single divorcee women who are waiting to pick up their kids are just a lot of red, a lot of women wearing red, <laughs> which, I mean, I love the color of the red, but this, even this is a bit much. So, yeah, they're all, like, looking at him and smiling and waving. But Junior comes out. I don't see any other students following behind. And Ben asks him, how was your first day of school? And Junior says, pretty good. They skipped me three grades. And Ben's like, oh, they, they skipped you three grades? That's incredible. So Ben is just so excited for, for Junior. Like, hey, do you make any new friends? And we see Murph on the roof with this giant satellite dish, which he knocks over, and it lands on Ben. Of course, it doesn't kill him, but... Yeah, some of these things are just things that would clearly kill a person. Just don't even, and don't even maim. They're just, they're gang accidents. So, I can't want to call it John, but no. Ben winds up in the nurse's office, and a nurse is applying a cold, you know, cloth to his head. And he comes to sees this woman with glasses, brown curly hair, under a nurse's cap, and he's just like, who are you? She says, I'm Annie Young. I'm the nurse here at Moorville Elementary. Junior, yeah, because when Ben sits up, his foot knocks the tray of instruments or whatever is at the foot of the bed. And then when he leans down to help her, they bump heads. 
him and Annie do. And then Junior, who's been sitting there the whole time, is like, hey, if you two are done fooling around, maybe we can go home. Oh, yeah. Ben's like, oh, Junior, give me a few minutes. I think the swelling's coming back. So he lays back down on the cot. And Junior is not having it. It's like, oh, it's just supposed to be me and Dad and my little lady trying to crouch in on the... Our nice little happy family of two. Here it's just, uh, it's like everyone else has ever had to wait for anything. Give me a few minutes, Junior. Give me a few minutes, Junior. We've been here for an hour. Oh my gosh. Makes me feel the same way when I have to wait around to get the oil changed in my car. Ugh. What? Where's this kid just coming up with a marker or a Sharpie? So he sees Nurse Annie's picture, black and white picture, and he wants... To to draw a mustache on her face. And you hear this girl say, I wouldn't do that if I were you. And Junior just looks at her over his shoulder and says, yeah, if I were you, I wouldn't be doing a lot of things. So he goes back to putting a mustache on Annie's face. And then the girl repeats herself, I wouldn't do that if I were you. And she yanks the rug that he's standing on. She yanks it out from under him. And he, she basically flips him on his back. And then she draws on his, his, a mustache on his face. So he, she pretty much is like, hey, you're on my turf now. This is my town. You're newbie here. We play by my rules. Yeah. This is Trixie's town. You're just living in it going back to Lawanda and she's found the confidential files of Ben Healy. So yeah, it's got his stats. He's 175 pounds. He's 34 years old. Uh, medium build. Six foot two. He's single. He was born in 1948. I can't tell. Uh, date 11291. Yeah, even with the first movie, it was starting out in January, and now it's starting out in January again the following year. 185 pounds. Inseam? They got his pants size on there, too? <laughs> Interesting. Where did they get that from? 35 inches. Great. And she sees a picture of Junior with what looks like the thing that you would hold up when you get arrested. It says Jay Healy, and then it has, like, prison numbers. And it's got a side profile on there. And she's like, what's this thing? And her assistant says, his son. It says he's, like, 56 pounds. He was born in, like, 83. Uh, it says he's marital status is single. What the hell? It says height is, what's that say? Three foot six? Is that right? I, I guess. Uh, maybe, no, maybe that says 96 pounds. I was going to say 56. I don't know. I can't tell. It says inseam like 24 inches or something. Like, what the? What? <laughs> that's a little, that's a bit invasive-ish if you ask me. So there's newspaper articles from the first movie to kind of catch up. Boy and convicted killer go on joyride. Little League team hospitalized. Those kids looked fine when they were going to be going hunting in the next thing after the baseball game. Well, at least Roy's kids look fine. Union carbon plant explodes, which has nothing to do with Junior. 
Oh, she says, oh, this kid's a nightmare. And then her assistant is like, what, you want to forget the whole thing? What do you want to do, forget the whole thing? Yeah, she says, when someone has a bum leg, you don't uh, execute the, or shoot the patient or whatever. You just cut off the leg. Bitch, go to hell. Yuck! He's, Junior's flipping through commercials, and he sees a commercial of his grandfather, Big Ben, who's now got a mustache, apparently. He's doing infomercials now? For just $399, you can get one of my starter kits. What the hell comes in it? Yeah, Big Ben's franchise starter kit, only $399. You'll be on your way to having it all, just like me. <laughs> He's in a hot tub with two ladies. Yeah, and even Junior is like, what sort of idiot would send Grandpa money? And Ben's like, oh man, the old man's finally lost his mind. A surprise in this movie is never, ever, ever a good thing. He's like, hey, come downstairs. I got a surprise for you. And Junior's like, all right, cool. Oh, yeah, the surprise is Rhoda, the babysitter, who looks like she came off the Swiss Miss truck. <laughs> Ugh. Did she, where did Ben find this lady? She's dressed all in plaid. Um... She's like, we're going to be good friends. And, of course, Junior's like, Dad, let's slow this down, please. Yeah, what is going on here? Like, you dumped this babysitter on me? What's the deal? What's going on? Uh, and he just repeats what Rhoda said. This is Rhoda, your babysitter. You're going to be good friends. They got a uh, arcade game stand-up arcade thing in their living room. That's pretty wild. Yeah, and Junior's like, yeah, got that part. But Why? Yeah, he's going out on a date with the lady that dropped off the cherry pie. That gave them the shits, apparently, according to Junior. Yeah, gave us the runs. Yeah, he's like, hey, you remember Debbie Klokinski, right? And Junior says, yeah, how could I forget? Her pie gave us the runs. They even have a pool table. That house is, so yeah, a pool table, a projection Looks like a projection TV almost, kind of. Like, or, well, it's just a projection screen on the wall. And the look of, like, hurt and horror on that lady's face. And Ben's like, no, no, that's that's not true. <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> Thinking about someone else's pie. Junior's just shaking his head like, no, not. Ugh. So, of course, he, he made reservations at some St. Pierre club. And she's oh, I'm so excited. My ex-husband never took me to fancy places. Oh, yes, he's going out the door. Junior, like, grabs onto Ben's hand, like, Dad, stay here and have fun with me, please. Don't leave me. He's like, hey, Junior, relax. You're going to have fun with Rhoda. No, I'm not. If he were, like, maybe three or four years older, like, if he were 12, he'd probably, like, ooh, a female babysitter, great. But, yeah, we see what Rhoda's all about. She's about watching a pig documentary, The Wonderful World of Pigs, on the projection screen. She's stuffing her face. Dirty, hungry, and always horny pigs, apparently, according to the documentary announcer. Mother <laughs> narrated this documentary. They're Mother Nature's clowns of the farm world. She's got, yeah, pizza or whatever there. Junior just rolls his eyes and turns it back to the pig documentary. He's just saying to himself, it looks like they still have quite a bit of stuff to unpack because there's boxes stacked against the wall. And he's just thinking to himself, like, oh, this babysitter sucks. And he thinks to himself, I gotta get Dad back on track here. 
And he says, I wonder whatever happened to Mr. Klawkinski. Mr. Klawkinski. Klinsky, whatever the hell. Sitting at a table, eating chow down dog food. And we can see in the background that he does, in fact, have a Big Ben starter kit. So, Junior calls the guy up and says, Are you the guy that was married to Debbie Klawkinski? The guy starts crying, like, Yeah, she left me. She took my house and my money and my pride. Junior says, Well, I thought you'd like to know. She found herself a new guy. Basically gives the guy directions to where this, his dad and Debbie are out on a date. They're out at the St. Pierre Club. At your expense. And, you know, she took his money. A bit suspicious as he looks at the phone. He's like, who is this? And Junior says, just call me a friend. Oh, yeah. He, Ben and Debbie are dancing. They sit down at a table. And here comes Debbie's ex wearing his wife beater and boxer shorts and a robe. And he's carrying a pipe. What the hell? Get this man out of there. And even this guy, the... The maitre d' goes to stop him, says, sir, we have a dress code. And the guy ends up whacking the maitre d' over the head with a pipe. Honestly thinks that she's going to get that D. No, she ain't getting his D. <laughs> because she's toasting to us tonight. Like, oh, stop. He's putting it on too uh, heavy-handed. Oh, the guy comes in, Wojtek, I guess is his name. He's like, Debbie, what are you doing here, you tramp? And she says, Wojtek, I'm a free woman. I can do whatever I want. This Wojtek guy bashes Ben over the head with a pipe, and he falls backwards in his chair. So, yeah, he's threatening, like, you're coming with me. We're taking the bus home. And she's like, like, hell I will. I'm on a date. So, Ben gets up. Because the guy's trying to fight him again. And Ben takes the pipe and shoves it into the guy's stomach. Not, it just, yeah, makes him double over in pain. And the guy's like, oh, my kidney. I thought the kidneys were, like, behind. It's not in, your kidneys aren't in your stomach. I thought they were, like, behind. I don't know. But now the woman's turning on Ben, calling him a bully? She punches Ben in the face. Who the hell is this bitch? You fucking nutso. You deserve that whatever the hell your ex-husband eating the dog food. And she hits and says, Ben, shame on you. What? Oh, what? Ben, you need to just not date anybody in that town. He's got the coolest bed now. It's like a, like a, I don't know, like a rocket or something. And it's really cool. It's like part of a video game, too. Here comes a guy on a motorcycle up to the Healy's house. And Junior hears the rev of the engine and thinks that Ben is home. No, he's not home. But what? why does this girl think because she's babysitting she can invite her boyfriend over to fucking Ben's bed? Ew. And the guy's got like a six-pack of beer with him, too. And then... Junior's out in the hallway seeing this girl and her boyfriend head to the master bedroom, which is Ben's room. He says, and Junior says, hey, this ain't no motel. Yeah, and Rhoda's like, go watch TV or something. Mind your own business, twerp. Oh, Junior is going to have fun. <laughs> he spots the camcorder. Oh, yeah. Ew, this is nasty. 
50. Ben is driving home. Debbie and her ex-husband who are making out in the passenger seat right next to him. That is gross. And he's saying to himself, so much for my first date. <laughs> oh, of course, he can't even get to his driveway because the, <laughs> the road is blocked, of course. And his the front lawn is turned into, like, basically a movie theater auditorium. Before you even see it, you're like, oh, I didn't know two people could do that. Oh, yeah, and someone's saying she ain't no real blonde. <laughs> what? Yeah, we don't even see it yet. He's, what the hell? We got the neighbor with the grill from next door. He's got us, yeah, so many other guys, no ladies. The guys are just, and kids, mind you, teenagers, parked on his front lawn, watching the babysitter and her boyfriend fuck each other, basically. And, yeah, that projection screen with the camcorder, and it's, Junior's projecting it on the front of the house. Apparently, yeah, the people are, like, commentating on it, saying he's still going, Ew! This guy is... Ugh, this is so gross. That's also his bed! Ew! I would, like, burn that damn mattress. Bitch, get out of my house. Don't ever show your fucking face here again. I'm not... Sh I'm sure that's not the first bed of a baby... You know, babysitting job that she's defouled with her skank-ass boyfriend. So... <laughs> Now, of course, Ben is going to lecture Junior, saying, Junior, we're new here in this community. We really want to set a good impression. And tells him, can't we at least attempt to fit in? Like, no, man, you stick out like a sore thumb. You are a single dad in a town filled with divorcee women who just want to jump your bones. And Junior's like, what are you getting angry at me for? I didn't do it. I just watched. And tells it, yeah, and so did the entire neighborhood on our front lawn. Junior says, hey, I didn't hear any complaints. And uh, knock on the door this late at night. Who the hell is it? <laughs> and Ben's like, great, the evening that wouldn't die. He had a shit first date with some hoe bag that got back with her skank ass, I'm sorry, skank ass for that ex-husband of hers. Ugh. Him and Rhoda's boyfriend are just nasty as hell. What the hell? Do we have to have Big Ben? What, what the, yeah. He's got his luggage and shit, and then as soon as Ben opens the door, it's like, there's two more outside, grab him. I'm like, you are not staying in my house. Get out. And Ben's like, well, what are you doing here? And Big Ben says, well, I'm on vacation. I thought I'd spend it with you. I'd be like, you hate me, remember? I quit as your son. You said, told me to get the hell out of here. And even Junior's like, how'd he find us? Pippi, who is dressed in a t-shirt like he's trying to be the next Spuds McKenzie or something, comes in and starts, like, tearing apart Junior's slippered foot. And Junior's like, hey, get this freak off me. 
only trying to be friendly. Yeah, I hear the growls. That is not friendly. What if Ben takes the dog and just tosses him outside saying, you know this dog is unbalanced? Okay, who's doing the ADR for the dog? That, that is a man doing a dog's voice ADR. Yeah, and Ben wants to know what the hell is up with his grandpa. Not his grandpa. <laughs> the one who gave him the prune is dead. No. What the deal is with Big Ben. It's like, what are you doing here seriously? You never take vacations. And if you did, you sure as hell would not spend them with me. So what is going on? And Big Ben is like, little Ben, you're my only son. You're my only son, little Ben. And Ben says, Dad, you hate me. Remember? So, yeah, he pretty much levels with Ben. Okay, you figured me out. I'm not on vacation. I'm broke. Good for him. He's broke. Because he's an ass. And Ben can't believe it. Like, you're what? And Big Ben says, I'm Chapter 11. My creditors are after me. Well, let him take you to jail then. SNL. I don't know what that stands for other than Saturday Night Live, and I don't think that's what he's referring to. He said that crap. Oh, stocks and loans, maybe? Something? I don't fucking know. That, that cr crashed. Yeah, he's basically looking for a place to lay low for a while. I gotta find a place to crash. I need to find a place to hide out. I'm like, don't bring us into your bullshit, sir. There's the door. You can take yourself somewhere else and go hide out in a hotel under a fake name or something. And Junior is like, why don't you just hide out somewhere else? Okay, dude, you can't talk to him that way. Big Ben's like, well, you mind your own damn business. Nobody asks you a thing. Like, first of all, that is Junior's house and his dad's house. You don't need to be there. Oh, I want to, oh, I never wanted to beat an old person in my life. But I look at Big Ben and I'm like, I want to beat this man. Throw him out, toss him out the front door with the, the, the dog. He is having a hell of a time wrapping his head around this. He's like, wait, you can't be broke. We just saw you on television in an infomercial. Yeah, he comes clean and says, oh, that was a big ripoff. There were no franchises. Well, no shit. Of course there weren't. And he only sold one starter kit, which we saw went to Debbie's ex-husband. Or maybe soon-to-be husband again. Who knows? So he's basically guilting Ben into letting him stay there. Like, all the years I put a roof over your head. Like, you basically owe me. Like, I, I feel like I don't owe you shit. You cleaned up my bank account. My life savings is gone thanks to you. What happened to Big Ben's sporting goods store? Is that done too? Or did he, did he sell that to uh, the people he was going to sell it to in the first movie? He apparently bribed a dean to keep Ben in college? Why the hell would he have to do that? Exactly. Ben looks like he would be a very good college student. He's got his head on, right? Fuck you, you are not staying in Junior's room. Uh, there look like there are plenty of places in that house to be. Or maybe not. Maybe the rooms are just extremely big. Yeah, he thinks he's taking over Junior's room. Like, hell no, you're not. Yeah, he says, well, this room was a little small. And 
Ben says, well, it's all we've got. Oh, there's a bathroom in there. Oh, yeah, he's got a bathroom. That's cool. Just like he had a bathroom in the first movie. You sleep in one of the bunk beds. Yeah. And Junior says, oh, well, or you could leave. Preferably. So he claims the top bunk. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, <laughs> so he drops his suitcase and it lands on a Lego design of the house. Basically a model of the house built in Legos. Just his suitcase demolishes it. Dog's taking a piss. Why did they let the dog back in the house? Because now it's taking a piss on the rug. Dog is growling as it's taking a pee. I don't know. Do dogs do that? Do they growl when they pee? Oh, hell no. I would not be putting up with that shit. He's, of course, Big Ben. You want to call Big Daddy? Big Ben is snoring. Ew. Because at that rate, Junior may as well just sleep on the couch downstairs because he ain't getting no sleep. Putting a pillow over your head is not going to block out that snoring. But that bed is so cool. It's a bu It's like a bunk bed, but it's also got like a... All these, like, controls for, like, a space, um, uh, a rocket. Okay, looks like the Wishbone Dog has lost the Spuds McKenzie shirt and now just has a red bandana around its neck. Junior takes the sock and shoves it into Uncle Ben's mouth, who then spits it out and keeps snoring. You know, as a kid, I slept with one pillow, but as an adult now, of course, I have it. I have like two or three pillows, but I just, I can't imagine going back to sleeping with just one pillow. Yeah, so Junior takes the blanket that's hanging down and yanks on it, and his grandfather falls to the floor. Oh, yeah, it says U.S. Junior on it. Oh, that's cute. They're learning about Mortville because they're in the, I'm guessing this is a library, and they're going through like a slideshow. A love rock. Mortville's very own love rock. Oh, okay, so we learn more about the Dunmore family. Uh, apparently they settled and they stole it from the Native Americans. And the Native Americans claim that the rock has magic powers. Yes, I'm sure it does. And Junior asks, oh, what kind of magic? And the teacher says, love magic. You make a wish and it comes true. That's what they tell the tourists. Of course, they got to get that tourist money in. That Tom Marfil, they need that money. <laughs> the next slide is a picture of the teacher. I'm guessing he's in Hawaii because he's wearing a lei and a Hawaiian shirt. So, Junior spies Trixie returning a library book, so he asks Mr. Thorne, hey, can I go to the, uh, get a drink of water? Cool. <laughs> and the guy's like, yes, you may, just come back quickly because I got a great slide of the Rotary Club coming up. Kids are all like, oh, great. So, Trixie turns on the fire hose on Junior. Because he follows her and he's got a slingshot. She calls him Pumpkinhead. He's like, oh, you're going to wish you never said that. And she's like, oh, yeah. And she's got, but she's got a fire hose. And the fire hose, this water stream is so heavy and strong that it pushes him through the double doors. So, yeah, now Junior's in the nurse's office with a blanket around him because he's 
probably soaking wet, judging by his hair. <laughs> so, Nurse Annie asks him, so tell me again what happened, and he says, oh, look, I told you already, I was using the fire hose, a fire had broken out, and I was trying to save the school. She puts a thermometer in his mouth, probably to check his temperature, make sure he's not going to run a fever or anything, and here comes... Ben asking Junior what happened. So Annie says, oh, your son saved the school. He put out a fire. So Ben's like, oh, did anyone ask him how it started? Because normally, and then he knocks over that metal tray with the implements again. Instruments or whatever you want to call them. So Annie kind of whisper tells Ben, like, hey, look, if Junior seems a little troublesome, I wouldn't worry about it. I mean, it seems like he hasn't really made any friends here. And she chucks it up to insecurity. Like, maybe he's just a little insecure. She, This woman is the complete opposite of Flo. Amy Esbeth really has range when playing different characters. I mean, like I said, when I saw this, I had no idea this was the same actress just playing a different character. Because she doesn't look anything like Flo, doesn't sound anything like her. None of that. So, they invite her to dinner. Like, hey, Junior and I were going to get some dinner. I thought maybe if you didn't have any plans, would you want to go with? And she... She turns him down. Like, I'm sorry, I can't. I just can't. No dinner, no lunch. No breakfast. She is being very polite. With, like, I'm sorry, I can't. And when he asks, like, hey, maybe you and I, Friday, could go do something. She's like, I like you, but no. And she doesn't really give any reason as to why she can't. Just, like, unfortunately, I just, I can't. And he's like, uh, Saturday? And she says, no, not, not any night. And she says, I've got a problem. And he asks, excuse me? She says, I can't go out with anyone. So he is like really, I mean, she's such a sweet girl. Like, what if we just had dinner? It's like, man, she said no, dude. You gotta respect it. Yeah, and Junior's had enough. He's like, Dad, did you hear the lady? She's got a problem, okay? So just leave her alone. Yeah, he's just really irritated. It's like, quit bugging her. Let's get out of here. But Junior all pretty much just drags Ben out of there. He's like, oh, it was nice talking to you, Miss Young. I mean, Annie. So Junior's throwing bread to birds, seagulls, and just like, I'm going Saturday night, Sunday night. Like, what is Dad's problem? Doesn't he have any pride? It's like, he even saying, see, it's just, he, his dad is coming off desperate. Like, <sighs> so the twin girls <laughs> look like they're straight out of The Shining. Come play with us, Danny. <laughs> uh, they set up a lemonade stand. Fresh squeezed lemonade. So he's like, yeah, I'll have some lemonade. And she says, Cer they say, certainly, it'll be $2. What is this lemonade? Just slices of lemon and water? That is not lemonade. That is not lemonade. That is water with a lemon in it. Yeah, so it's $2. What the hell? $2 for lemonade? Go fuck yourselves. No! I would not pay $2 for lemonade or water with a slice of lemon in it. Forget you. He's like, but I only have a quarter. So, and one of them says, then I guess you're going thirsty, loser. The girls are arguing because there's no more lemonade. Like, why don't you go fill it up? No, I'm not going to go fill it up. You fill it. So they're arguing. So they turn to Junior and say, hey, Junior, why don't you go and fill it up? Yeah, they say, if you do the work, he might give you a free glass. Yeah, he's going to piss in that. He's going to piss in it. You know he is. Oh, we can already see that there's already yellow in there. So his pee is not going to look that different. We just hear him basically 
pissing in. We don't see, of course we're not going to see it, but we just hear him peeing in the lemonade pitcher. So he takes it, zips up, and then puts it down there on the lemonade stand table. There you go, ladies. One of the twins says, oh, you only filled it halfway. It's like, well, I only could give what I could give, basically. Says, hey, I tried my best. Yeah, so she says, that's not good enough. You don't get your free glass. Like, oh, that's fine. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't want it anyway. So Junior, what, they're like literally right next door to him. And then... P goes and sits on the back tail the tailgate of the vehicle of their vehicle. Just kind of see how this is gonna roll out. Uh, he called you know Dolly and Madison. Are, isn't that the name of like a snack company, Dolly Madison? I don't know. So he's like, ah, oh, sure is hot. I could use a glass of lemonade. And they're like, sure, it'll be two dollars. And he starts bitching about the family. Like, two dollars for me? Friggin' brats. I love how Junior is, like, rubbing his hands together because they poured him a tall glass of piss lemonade. Suck and then oh, <laughs> Apparently he enjoys it. He's like, tangy. Like, I bet it is because it's piss. And is that? <laughs> like, dude, if you want to get away with something, I wouldn't be sitting there right next door laughing your ass off about it because you're giving yourself away. Okay, so another thing I want to point out since, um... And continue covering this movie, and I have to go to the scene selection. There is a yellow Labrador dog in the left-hand corner of the scene selection menu here that is eating a turkey. There is no yellow Labrador dog in this movie. There's also a like a blondish colored cat with like a like some type of gauze wrapped around its head and also its paw and like that cat wasn't in that other movie either what in the and then because in the scene with this dog eating a turkey on the floor you see ben and junior sitting on the couch with match they're each holding a cold compress to each other's heads Junior has no shoes or socks on for whatever reason. I don't understand the who designed this. It is really ridiculous looking. All right, so now in the next scene, Junior's got a couple of microwavable meals. I don't even <laughs> macaroni and cheese. I mean, I guess that could be a meal. Like it's that's more like a lunch or a snack to me, honestly. I can't see that it's like a dinner dinner. But anyway, he's got, <laughs> there's something, they need to, like, fix their freezer because Junior's using an ice pick to carve away the ice that is gathered on these two microwavable meals. <laughs> on the boxes, anyway. <clears throat> um, he asks Ben, what do you want for your din dinner, Dad? M macaroni or fish sticks? So... Ben says, yeah, I'd love to have the fish sticks, but unfortunately I made other plans, man. Sorry. Junior, of course, like, but I was planning on making us dinner. And Ben says, yeah, I get that, but I'm, I'm going on a date. I'm going out to dinner with Emily from down the street. He is working his way through these. Like, he probably fit. So he can afford to take these ladies out to dinner, but he can't afford more than just 
Microwavable meals? Come on, Ben. I think Junior deserves better than microwavable meals. Nothing against them, but seriously. Not to mention he's got an arcade. How how much money can he get for, for his house? Not to mention, I thought that Big Ben said he basically paid for Ben's house in the first movie. I have no idea. I don't know. Whatever is dreading like oh god am i gonna get another babysitter so no you're not junior grandpa here my father who's knocked out on the couch asleep with the dog is gonna watch you you may as well just let the kid watch himself oh, he's not asleep no he's smoking a cigar in his Green silk robe, we got the dog Nippy that's hanging out right in the crook of his arm. And he's sitting in one of those Papasan chairs. And he's watching a boxing match on television. Yeah, that dog's going to die from secondhand smoke, I tell you. I'm sure it will. That poor wishbone, identical wishbone dog. So Junior is begging Ben, like, Dad, please don't go on a, out on another date. Ugh. Yeah, and Junior says, don't go out on another date. You already had one. And Ben says, yeah, but it didn't work out. I'm like, dude. Ugh. I just, I can't with him right now. Yeah, he says, how am I going to find us a new mom if I don't look? Are you that concerned that he needs a womanly influence in his life? I mean, honestly, or are you, is he more, I thought it would be more like he's looking also for a companion that, yeah, that can be a, a mother to him, that he would, we saw how well Flo worked out. She didn't give a shit about Junior. Yeah, he says, hey, look, we don't need a new mom, all right? Things were great when it was just you and me. Yeah, we already got stuck with old uh, granddaddy minus Warbucks over there. <laughs> Ben's going to go take a shower and says, hey, let me know if you hear the doorbell. Uh, sure, why not? <laughs> okay, I mean, dude, you're going to be in the shower. What's he going to do? Like, knock, knock, knock. She's at the door, Dad. You want me to let her in or just let her stand out there on the porch? Oh, uh, he's already, Junior is already forming a plan. He says, don't worry, you'll hear it. So we hear the song, Get Ready, performed by the Temptations. And we see Ben taking a shower and getting ready. And just because of what this is going to entail for what Junior is going to do. Junior's taking the welcome mat that's outside, the doormat, and he's running it under the faucet sink in the kitchen, which I'm like, isn't your dad taking a shower, though? Isn't that going to affect the, the water up there? Grandpa ain't even paying attention to Junior. He's playing with the damn the pool table. Some babysitter. So, yeah, now he's, uh, Ben's fixing his hair in the mirror, blow-drying Meanwhile, Junior's got safety goggles on and a drill because he's going to wire the rewire the doorbell so that way um, Miss Emily from up the road is going to get an electric shock when she rings that doorbell and she's standing in water from that doormat. Oh, God. I'm gonna kill that woman, the unsuspecting woman. 
There is a lot of wire that comes with a doorbell, apparently, because he's just yanking it out of the wall. They still see boxes of stuff that has not been unpacked. I'm guessing this is Ben's room. Did he get a new mattress after that debacle with the babysitter or skanky motorcycle boyfriend? <laughs> so here comes Martha Quinn playing Emily. Okay, girl, if you're not that confident in your boob size it, that you feel that you have to use a couple Kleenexes to boost your your boob size, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I get that, you know, a young girl might try to do something like that. It's funny, ha, 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 and embarrassing. But a grown adult? Really? You think two little pocket-sized Kleenexes are going to make your bus, your boob size go up a size? No. Okay, seriously, let's, let's think about this for a second. Let's pretend this doesn't happen. She doesn't get electrocuted. He goes out on the date. They want to take things further. Is she going to remember to take those Kleenexes out of her her uh, dress top there by her boobies? Or I mean, that's going to be a yeah. <laughs> Junior's like looking through the blinds in the window like, okay, let's see how this goes over. <laughs> Standing water that she's in, and that is that cannot be just from that sink, that thing being that sopped with water from the no, that is from also the sprinklers that are nearby that are probably hitting it as well. Because the porch is just, it's wet, the doorstop is the door, the yeah, the stoop is all wet too. Not to mention this doorbell. I'm sorry, but if you see wires coming out of a doorbell, wires that are visible being connected to a doorbell, don't touch it. Do not touch if there are wires exposed. But then again, she doesn't care. She thinks she's going to get some D tonight. She ain't going to get no D. So here comes Ben unsuspecting down the stairs as Emily presses the button and just it lights her up like the 4th of July. I mean, I think even the lights in the house go off. Oh, Junior is laughing his butt off. Yeah, because Junior's... Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to play this because this is just too funny. His reaction when he sees her. Her hair looks like the Bride of Frankenstein. Her face is blackened. Teeth are just blackened. <laughs> and also, you can see those tissue papers, like, sticking out the top of her dress there. Ben, I'm sorry. I'm suddenly not <laughs> feeling very well. I think I just caught that flu that's been going around. Okay. Oh my god, she's so alive. I mean, literally, her hair is like, pfft, like, up. Like, Bride of Frankenstein, just pfft, black and white. Her, just under her eyes are like, you know, kind of black or like sooty and everything. Her teeth are all just, it, it just, it's, it's creepy. Even like, ah! And she's like, I'm sorry, Ben. I'm suddenly not feeling well. It's like, because she's like still getting the shots from that doorbell. <laughs> I think I've been, I got that flu that's been going around. Okay, bye. <laughs> oh, 
my gosh. So here comes old Big Ben. He's like, oh, you little monster screwed you over again, huh? Yeah, Ben's got his shoes and socks off. He's just sitting on the couch, all dressed up and nowhere to go. Well, Ben thinks that maybe he's being a little rough on Junior. Like, hey, since I started dating, he's become insecure. No, it's just he, he pretty much just wants it to be the two guys. He doesn't want a womanly, like, to mess things up. And Big Ben is saying, oh, he's paranoid. He's jealous and he's dangerous. He's jealous? How so? Dangerous? Eh, a little bit. Paranoid? Paranoid? What? I love how Junior is listening through the vent in his bedroom. He's nodding along to what Big Ben is saying. I can't believe his dad is, that he's actually listening to his dad's advice. Like, what are you saying? Like, yeah, I'm saying leave him by the road and just run. And Ben says, no, he just wants to know he's loved. Like, he, he does know that he's loved. I mean, this is honestly no different than any kid that has is in a divorced parent situation or a single parent situation where their parent is dating again. And it's a, I, I went through it. I, I mean, not to the case of what Junior does. I don't think any kid goes to that extreme. My goodness. But it's all about change and people having a hard time adapting to change. So Ben suggests like to himself, like, hey, if I devote more time to him, he'll be better. He'll be all right. And Junior listening is like, yeah, finally he's getting the message now. Yes, no more maiming these single ladies, these divorcees. They're all nuts, but I don't think they deserve to be, like, electrocuted. And <laughs> All right, so Junior comes to school. He's got his white sack lunch. Trixie calls him dog face. He turns around, and she's like, oh, I knew you'd look, and then she flips him off. So, yeah, both of them run down the hall. Surprisingly, everyone is, like, on the side of the hall, so it's not like they're running through a crowded hallway or anything. It's like the Red Sea, everyone just parts for them. And she dashes into the girls' room, like, hey, you can't get me in here. Yeah, right. So, of course, Junior's looking under the stalls, like, oh, she tricked me again. <laughs> yeah, she's standing on... <laughs> One of the toilet seats. Ew. Uh, he's screwing with her because he's like, oh, I wish I had half the brain she has. Oh, I guess there's always tomorrow. So he makes it seem like he left when he clearly did not. It's like, no, 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 no. You might be a little pint-sized, but I've been on this earth two years longer. And I've been at this game two years longer than you have, kiddo. Trixie is wearing a huge backpack that it looks like it weighs as much as she does. I mean, this is only two years after this kid did the Parenthood movie, where she was playing a four-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, she comes out of the stall. He pushes her back. She falls on the, onto the toilet. The bag is pretty much the only thing that is keeping her from falling into that toilet. Because that bag probably weighs more than she does. So, yeah. She threatens him, saying, Ooh, you're going to wish you'd never been born. He's like, Oh, really? I'm being threatened by the tidy bowl girl, bowl girl now? Uh-huh. Seriously, level with me. Why have you been bugging me? Pretty much, Trixie's got the run of that place. She says, I'll bug whoever I want. This is my school. 
And Junior is like, says who? And she says, me and my M80. So she's got dynamo. Where in the, where are these kids getting this stuff? because he's like 55, 60 years old and he should have retired long ago because he is running like he has got a load in his pants about to pop out. The real wild one song. Yeah, just like in the first movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, we see the line of pipes running in the hallway and yeah, he's like, out of my way, I can't hold this one until recess. Are you serious that you hold in your dumps? You can't. You should not do that. Just like you shouldn't be holding in your pee. If you got to go, find someone to cover your class. Anybody. Your most trusted student, I guess. I don't know. But that is not good. Especially he's an old man. Well, he's not like Big Ben old. He's got to be pretty close, though, to Big Ben. I don't want to say Uncle Ben. But no. This is just gross. All this toilet humor. Because he puts down his pants on the toilet. And he's like, oh, this is going to feel so good. I'm sure. <laughs> Probably. So, of course, what happens? The dynamite lands in that toilet somehow. And you just see him being... You don't see him being shot in the air. You just see the toilet water just exploding out of that toilet. So when I watched this when I was like maybe 10 and in the scene where it's like parent teacher whatever day and Junior showing off his diorama, we see the, the teacher wearing a diaper. I never at that time put two and two together and I just thought that was creepy and weird that he was wearing a diaper. Like I thought like he's like a weirdo or something, but it turns out, no, he's probably wearing that because he really like fucked up his ass really bad with that dynamite. How, see, this is the thing. These people don't die from these explosions, not from the grill, not from the uh, electrified doorbell, not from the dynamite exploding out of the toilet. None of this. These people are not dying from this. Oh my God. There's like a fight, like literal fire, guys. Fire explosion has just blew his ass into the air. You only see his shoes on the floor by the toilet bowl. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh. Then after that, you just see the water. You just see the water after that just hit the floor. And then <laughs> I was 
this. He lands, what, back on the toilet, and he's got this relieved sigh that he lets out. Like, this is, this is, I get it, take it with a grain of salt, this is not reality, but still, good golly. Got the, the, the uh, Shining Twins here, no, they're not the real kids, but even still, <laughs> they look like they could have played in The Shining. They could, yeah, they're talking about a clearance, they're right next, they literally live right next to Junior and Ben's house. They're talking about a big clearance sale. You want to know what their clearance, you know, it's none of their stuff, by the way. It's all of Big Ben's stuff, and even the dog. The dog is in this really small animal carrier thing, like a, a little itty-bitty cage. And he's like, I guess Junior was selling all this stuff to get him to move out. So Big Ben comes over, got the newspaper under his arm. Yo, you girls selling your daddy's old clothes? Look at this, a silk shirt for a dime? And a suit for a quarter. This is a lot less than what they charge for <laughs> a glass of piss lemon. Two dollars for that, but they'll charge a nickel for a silk shirt and a quarter for a suit jacket. He says... I had a suit like this. I paid two grand for it. And then he turns the the lining out and he sees a pin that says Big Ben for Mayor. Okay, um, sound guy? I will tell you right now that is not what that dog would sound like when they when it barks. That is a small dog. I'm gonna play this. You listen to this, alright, everybody? This is not what this dog would sound like. This is a wishbone dog, a small jack terrier. Yeah, wait a minute. Wait a Nippy. Nippy, what the hell are you doing here? Selling this dog for a nickel in a cage that is so small he wouldn't be able to turn around even if he wanted to. No food, no water in that cage. Oh my god, those kids are, those twin girls are psych. There's also a sign on their house that says no trespassing. What kind of wheelings and dealings does their dad do for a living is what I want to know. And he's got the gold chains. It's just, bleh. Oh, Big Ben looks at the girls and asks, where'd you get the stuff? And they say, we have wholesalers. Like, I'll wholesaler you. Where the hell did you get this stuff? And apparently Junior sold it to them. Or gave it to them. No, and they say, we have wholesalers. He, Big Ben says, the hell you do? This is all mine. And they're like, no, it's not. Junior sold them the whole package for $10. Oh my gosh. Has he still got that money that carried over from the first movie? You know, hundreds and fifties and twenties and all that stuff. Um... Junior is happy to have the closet space closet space back. Here comes Big Ben calling Junior a psycho. He's like, no, you've gone too far this time. Yeah, Junior's just like, shut your trap. I'm like, you don't even, this isn't even your house. What are you doing here? Yeah, and Big Ben's like, you're an evil boy. and You're going to learn to respect your elders. Dude, when I see an elder worth respecting, I might respect him, but I ain't respecting you. He's actually threatening to spank Junior with a belt. Like, dude, that is not your child. You do not have the right to do that. He's like, if your old man won't teach you some manners, my go, I will. Junior grabs his nunchucks. 
and shows off his nunchuck skills, which, where he learned to do that? Maybe watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I don't know. Big Ben leaps for Junior, and then, uh, for whatever reason, that window up there was open, and out he goes into a tree! So, yeah, Ben comes up like, hey, buddy, you ready to go? He's like, yeah, where are we going? And Ben says, I got a surprise. I got a whole day, fun day planned for us. I'm like, oh, yes! So as they get into the car, Ben asks uh, Junior, like, hey, you seen your grandfather lately? And Junior says, yeah, last time I saw him, he was going out, so I don't know. <laughs> okay, so Ben leaves with Junior. Here comes LaWanda, and she's got a bunch of vehicles behind her. <sighs> Why does she think she can just show up? At that man's house. I will never know. Because she owns the town, that's why. So her big guy assistant's got a fruit basket out of his VW bug. There was also a red truck that said piano moving or something. So Luanda gets out of her car. She's dressed like full-on devil red. I like red, but this is a bit much even for me. <clears throat> she sprays some banaka in her mouth like, Benjamin Healy, time to meet your future. Oh, I hate this woman. I want, honestly, I would take Flo in a heartbeat over Lawanda any day of the week. Any day of the week, I tell ya. Lawanda sees Big Ben in the tree. She's like, what is that man doing? And he says, I'm Big Ben Healy. I live here. And Lawanda asks, you live in that tree? <laughs> so, yeah, now we go to a carnival. It's the test your strength booth where you slam the sledgehammer down and you ring the bell. The guy gives Junior a My Buddy doll. This kid is nine. Eight, nine years old. I don't know. Isn't it a bit old for a doll? Even a My Buddy doll. Yeah, oh my gosh. They went to a water park and then a ball game and now it's a carnival? Oh my gosh. He wasn't kidding when he said a full day of activities. So... Ben says, yo, man, I, I feel like you and I haven't been spending enough time together. So, yeah, what's he think? Like, one full day of activities is going to make up for, well, the, a month worth of dates that he probably already has lined up? So, there's a really cool ride that Junior wants to go on. Unfortunately, he's not tall enough. <laughs> oh, fuck off. He's tall enough. He has to be as tall as the tentacle. And... Junior looks at it, he's like, is it just a millimeter, man? What's your deal? I don't trust carnies any farther than I could throw them, honestly. Ugh. It's like a sliver. It's a sliver of space between his skull and the tentacle. The bottom of the tentacle of the octopus. Dude, go fuck yourself. I'm sorry, but it makes me angry. I get it, safety reasons and all, whatnot, yeah. This guy's an asshole. He's like, get out of here. You're holding up the line. Ugh. He's also wearing a bow tie. Yeah, they walk away defeated. And Ben's like, I'm sorry, Junior. Maybe next year. No. No, 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 no. Ben even offers, like, hey, you want to go on the munchkin ride? And Junior can't roll his eyes hard enough at his dad. Like, are you on? What are, you, what are you on? Ser you're asking me that with a serious face? That I want to go on the munchkin ride? What the hell? I'm nine. He's nine, right? Why did he Why did he even give that as a, as a lame pity offering? 
Forget the munchkin ride. And the second thought, why don't you get rid of that my buddy doll anyway? I'm sure it's possessed. Yeah, it's a candy apple, because we all want to rip out our fillings, don't we? <laughs> For those of us that have them. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, cotton candy. Okay, okay. Ser oh, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah, candy apple, right? That's the one that's got the, like, the nuts on it and stuff, right? I'm thinking of a caramel apple that's, like, just dipped in caramel. It's like, I like milk duds, and I know that's got caramel, and a lot of people complain, like, oh, that's sticking my teeth, like... A lot of things stick in your corn sticks in your teeth, but yeah, he's like, "Hey, I'll get you a candy. Get him some cotton candy." Murph is there, of course he is. Oh yeah, he of course Murph is gonna be there and heckling him like, "Oh, what you mean, you know, baby? <laughs> You're gonna go pee pee in your diaper." He actually does like some weird karate kick move, and like takes off that uh, cardboard octopus's face with one kick. Oh shit, this guy takes karate lessons. That's all he said, the carny says to him, hey you little creep, really? But you're yelling at Junior to get the hell out of your line because he's holding up the line? Junior is already beyond pissed off. Now times two. Now we're going for a third here as Trixie comes along with a, hey shrimp, must be <laughs> must be pretty bad being a little shrimp boat. She's got, like, extended shoes on or something because her head actually reaches the top of the tentacle. And the guy does not... He's like, yeah, whatever, I don't care. First, Junior, like, can't believe his eyes. Like, well, wait a minute, she's shorter than I am. How in the hell? She lifts up the dress she's wearing and you see that she's got, like, extensions on her shoes. What are those things? Those are huge. Those aren't platform shoes. Those are something else. Where would you even get something like those? I mean, those things on her feet are like a foot tall each. Uh, the carny doesn't give a crap because he's not probably not even looking at her and calling her back. Because she does that. That is really a ballsy move. That she actually shows him those shoe, those feet, shoe extenders, or whatever they are to him that could be visible to anybody. He's like, honey, you, no, no, come with me. No, you are not riding this ride. I'm not losing my job. Because she gets killed on that ride, that circus or whatever carnival is going to get sued. They're going to get sued. They're going to be shut down forever. It's called the Crazy Dance. That's what this... Yeah, it's like the Scrambler, basically. Oh my gosh, that ride. Have you ever been on the Scrambler? <laughs> I swear, when um me and my friend, we had went to Michigan's Adventure, like it was just like just after I graduated high school, and <laughs> we were in the Scrambler. If you're aware, it's one of those things, like it's a little... Um, car thing that's attached to other car things and they spin you around like really fast like and the thing is the thing is if you're sitting next to somebody when you're going around that fast you're boom boom sliding into each other you're sliding into the side of the car and uh, like after the ride we're like okay wait a minute let's you sit here and i'll sit on this side this time it doesn't matter which way you sit or what side you sit because because we were hitting curves and he's slamming into my side like 
sick, though, I will say. Even the, the Tilt-A-Whirl, that's another thing that is just like... It's like... Uh, those rides were made to make you sick. Don't have... Honestly, honest... Okay, honestly. You go on these rides first, and then... I mean, it's simple logic, right? You go on the rides. If you even have an appetite left after... And then you eat. You don't eat anything before you go on these rides because you are going to be... Yeah. I'm even thinking of the movie, you know, I covered that on the podcast, The Sandlot. I'm thinking of the Sandlot movie and they were on the Scrambler. Well, was it The Scrambler? It was, it was something like that. That they, you know, they had chewing tobacco before they went on this ride, which also doubly stupid. And they're puking. Yeah, and it's funny because, like, their puke was, like, orange, like, SpaghettiOs and whatever else. And it was really gross. I get it. I mean, Junior, he's pissed off. Double, triply so now. So he's like, oh, you guys want to have fun, huh? Okay. Since you, uh, to making fun at my expense, I'm going to get back at you. And honestly, he does kind of owe it to Trixie to get back at her for that dynamite <laughs> thing. Of course, there's Ben probably wondering where Junior ran off to. He's waiting in line to get that candy apple for uh, Junior. He would be flying out of that. I'm pretty sure. Do they have seatbelts in that? No, because they probably have that steel, that metal bar that goes across your lap. It's the only thing keeping you inside of that thing. This is a thing that... This would all be be behind like a fence, or you would not have this easy access to this, because there's a underneath the ride. It says high voltage. It's got like a few levels that go from five, six, seven, and of course he's gonna go crank it all the way up. No, he has it at six. I think eventually he is going to bump it all the way up to seven. And they say danger, like you don't want it at that speed. He like turned off, I think he turned off like a, the, a manual switch or something. So that way it would just be, the speed would be controlled by these little, uh, you know, turn toggle switch things. Everyone who's waiting to go on the ride is just watching it like, what? Even the guy who's running the ride takes his sunglasses off because he can't even believe the speed it's going. And I'm just like... The the girl Trixie is like she's got this she is freaked out she's got a freaked out look on her face like she is really really scared like any minute she's gonna start crying okay this is really honestly no different than the movie Stand by Me with the puke scenes because it's like there's a hose right on the other side of her head because she's like I'm gonna puke and then it, it, it's just a stream of clear liquid. And of course it hits Murph right in the face. It looks like some liquidy oatmeal. Kid with glasses. It's like, I'm gonna barf, I'm gonna barf. He looks like, he honestly <laughs> reminds me of Teddy, Corey Feldman's character from Stand By Me with the, the t-shirt, the glasses, the blonde haircut. Murph is getting, getting it from both sides, the vomit. Which, good for Junior. This is really, the way that he, when he throws up, it's just really thick and gross. I'm sorry, everybody. It, it, it hits the crowd, of course. The vomit does. <laughs> and, of course, Ben is all like, what's going on? Because this lady that's in a yellow shirt in front of him in line puts a hand over her mouth like, ooh! 
some some random on the ride also threw up threw up on a couple people waiting by the ride. Ugh. Random person throws up, hits the guy who's running the ride. And he hasn't tried to, like, shut the ride off or shut it down. That would be your first thing you do. We just see... Ben is like, oh, please, no. Like, he he like he knows who most likely is behind this. I mean, there's so much vomit on the ground. <laughs> Someone actually slips in a large puddle of it. It's even hitting the windows of the concession stand. Murph is literally, you can't even see him anymore because he is covered in vomit. Parents are vomiting on their kid. This is gross. This actually burns out because there is smoke. I'm surprised none of those things, like, took off from what they're attached to and just started flying through the air. Now that would be something weird. So, now it's just on the car ride home and Ben is really of course he's pissed off. It's a junior. He's like, Junior, why do you do these things to me? And he, he even says, look, man, I thought we moved here to start over, you know, a fresh start where you're not going to do this shit anymore. Remember when I almost died, Junior, when I got hit by that bullet? And you said you wouldn't do anything bad anymore? What happened? He, yeah, because even that, the, in that movie, Junior's like, come on now, seriously, you're not going to hold me to all those promises I made while I thought you were dying, are you? Yeah. And he's saying how he defended Junior to other people. Like, people told me you were a problem child. I said they were wrong. And he tells Junior, like, I just told him you needed a chance to succeed. Yeah, and he's carrying on about the fact that he can't even have a normal life. I can't even go on a date without something terrible happening. And, and the only thing Junior's getting from this is, oh, maybe you shouldn't go out then. And Ben tells him, like, just because I go out and interact with another human being does not mean I love you any less. I was like, can't you understand that? And Junior says, well, I suppose. I was like, okay, well, there, that, that's a start. We can build on that. Thank you. So Ben has Junior make a promise. Like, look, I promise I'm going to always be there for you, but you've got to promise that you're going to be good. You've got to start to be better than what you are and taking responsibility for your actions. Yeah, and then, yeah, that was too fast. He's like, okay, I promise. Like, no, no, honestly, really think about this. I need your word. That you are going to try to be better. That you will be better. Anybody can say, okay, I promise. Like, no. Wait a minute. You need to think on this for a second. Because I need your holy, heartly promise. Heart of heart promises. Anybody can easily promise. Okay, I promise. Like, pfft, you didn't put any thought into that. Anybody can... So, and he even tells him, like, it's not, this is not an empty promise. This isn't something you promise, like, oh, you made a mistake and you forgot to give someone their, their change back. And you're like, I'll do better next time. He's like, no, seriously, this is something you need to work on because I want to see improvement. He says, this is a path between you and me to regain some of the trust we used to have. So he asked Junior, like, hey, are you going to improve? So when I brag about you to all my friends about how great and perfect you are, I can be right. And I'm like, what friends does he have in this town already? What friends? He doesn't even have a job yet. I'm not putting down Ben or anything, but come on. Yeah, he says that I got the greatest kid there ever was. So Junior says, sure, I'll be better. I said they were wrong. I said you just needed a chance to succeed. 
We don't have a normal life, especially me. I can't even go out on a date without something terrible happening. Well, maybe you shouldn't go out. Junior, just because I interact with another human being doesn't mean that I love you any less. Can't you see that? Well, I suppose. suppose. All right, that's a start. That's fine. We can build on that. I'll tell you what, I'll make you a deal. I promise you that I'll always be there for you, but you've got to promise me that you're going to be good from now on. Okay, I promise. See, that was a little too yeah. Okay, I promise. You've got to think about it. It's not just an empty promise. This is a pact between you and me to regain some of the trust we used to have, okay? So what do you say? Are you going to improve so that I can be right when I brag about you to all my friends and tell them that I got the greatest kid there ever was? Sure. So Ben and Junior walk in their house. It's got a complete redo here, which I would be beyond angry if somebody thought they could come into my home and just start making changes without my say-so. I'd be like, who are you? I've never met you before. I don't care if you own the town. Get the hell out of my house. I want everything changed to how it was before. Yeah, Junior's the only one that's willing to say anything right now. Like, what happened to our house? So, Big Ben comes out. He's like, surprise! And Ben, I'm like, Dad, what did you do? And he says, hey, I didn't do anything. The credit for this miracle goes to one special lady. Well, excuse me? LaWanda. He's never met this woman before. Like, I mean, like, who are you? Why are you, what are you doing here? Who gave you permission to, Big Ben probably did. Yeah, exactly. I don't care if she owns the whole town, has a hundred bazillion dollars. I don't care. I don't like her. She stinks. She smells. Just from here, just, ugh, go away. And Ben is, I don't understand. Even Junior's like, well, is she a maid? What is she doing here? Yeah, and Big Ben says, yeah, made to order. And then here comes Lawanda taking Ben's hand and saying, it's so good to have new blood moving into our town. Okay, what does that mean, per se? That most of the town is somehow all linked and related? I'm confused and frightened. See, do more bank, do more pharmaceuticals, do more strip mining. Our pictures of Lawanda on the fireplace. Ugh. Oh, Ben, yeah, he's very confused. He, he asked, like, you did all this because I opened up a checking account? What? She takes, she still doesn't let go of his hand. She says, oh, you're a very special com customer. And something breaks. It's Junior, who's clearly pissed off, which I would be too if I were him. Who's this hoe moving in on our turf? So, yeah, he's like, oops, like he knocked over like a little potted flower or something that shattered. And she's got a dirt devil like right there on the fireplace, or above it, excuse me. So she's like, oh, it's only dirt, I'll take care of that. And she actually, as she is vacuuming, dirt deviling the dirt, <laughs> she threatens him. And I'd be like, uh, no, 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 no. 
Honestly, it feels like it's any movie that's dealt with a step-parent who's threatened to send kids to boarding school. It's that trope. And, of course, Ben apologizes for Junior. He can be clumsy. Her ass is so huge. It's like you're practically all up in it. And she's just making sure her ass is front and center right in front of his face. Ben, not Junior's. Not even looking at the dirt that she's, yeah, she's too busy, like, checking out, check out my ass. She says, without compassion and understanding, what world will we be living in? And she turns to Junior and says, right, ass, right, sweetie? And got his hands on his hips, like, bitch, I ain't buying what you're selling. She threatens you, she says, just try to pull one stunt. Oh my god, she threatens bodily harm. She says, I'll cut you off at the knees and bury you alive. I would have beat the shit out of her. Oh my god. Can't stand, I cannot stand this bitch. I want, oh. I would be in jail right now. <laughs> I would be in jail right now. <laughs> With the thoughts I'm having towards this woman. Clearly kind of feels like, because he audibly gulps, like, Ugh. Oh, God. She's threatening to dismember him. Not even, I mean, she moved from, like, she didn't even do the whole, if I marry your father, I'm going to ship you off to boarding. No, that comes later. She threatens to dismember this kid and remove his legs at the knees. You. Right, sweetie? Just try to pull one stunt, and I'll cut you off at the knees and bury you alive. Incredible woman. She's worth 50 million. I don't care if she's worth 100 million. She's a hoe. This lady, I don't know if this is her true accent, but it's just, I can't stand it. I mean, honestly, I think the, I mean, is, is this part of the performance? Like, she's hamming it up and she's just, like, thinking of his dick and just, like, wanting to bang his ass so bad and I'm j I'm sorry I'm getting dirty here guys but this is just this woman is a freak she's a freak she's a sex freak she's been married seven times she's almost caught up to Erica Kane from all my children <laughs> I don't know I can't remember how many times has Erica Kane been married I've, I lost count and I'm not saying People that she's remarried, I mean, how many had she, like, individuals had she married over the course of the show? LaWanda, that is the, uh, no, no, no disrespect to anyone named LaWanda, but in this movie, I cannot stand, no, I just can't. This guy just, ah, oh, his dad is like, get your ass in there, little Ben, and get all up in that, yes, ew. <laughs> she's hammy, she's just really just a clown. It's this is clowny, gross, hammy, <laughs> weird. <laughs> Honestly, if I had a chance reading this in the first one, I'd say I I I I like the first one better. I I honestly would be fine with flow. Flow is Flo was, yeah, she was a pain in the ass, but she wasn't, like, 
this comedically just horror, just like cartoonish. That's a, that's the word I'm looking for. She's a cartoon, a gross, disgusting, whole bag cartoon. It's ugh. Uh, Big Ben is all about the fifty million that this bitch is worth. Yuck. This is a really cool looking um, 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 um uh, mailbox. Shape the house. Pretty cool. Oh, this bitch is, is, she, is she here every day? Is she living there now? Gross. So she's making dinner. She's wearing like a skank French maid's bedazzled sparkle outfit. Ugh. He's smoking a red pipe. So the red, white, and blue in this house. I mean, literally, you got like the 50 states of America flag set up for the couch. Keeps calling him Benjamin, and it's just, I can't take it. Even his tie is red, white, and blue. Giving him a martini, giving him a pipe. She's like, oh no, you just lay here and sit here and relax, and I'm, I'm going to take care of everything. So Junior's hanging out outside, and... He, he he did promise Dad he wouldn't hurt Wanda, but he uh, never said that the dog couldn't. So he's going to hypnotize this dog. <coughs> You're falling into a trance. Your eyes are getting heavy. You can't move a muscle. When you wake up, you'll be thinking of one thing. Destroy Wanda. She is your enemy. She is like a cat, but uglier. <coughs> you want to bite her butt off and scare her away so she'll never come back. When I clap my hands, you'll come out of the trance and do whatever I say. One, two, three. Oh, shit. Thank you, One, the dog. <laughs> two, three. Oh man, what's wrong with him? Nippy? Nippy? <laughs> Nip, come on. Uh oh. Nippy? Nippy! Oh shit. Nippy, where are you? <laughs> the dog turned into like a taxidermy dog. He was like tr putting the dog in a trance to kill or bite Lawanda, whatever comes first. And <laughs> the dog. Yeah, it's just dog is still. Yeah. Like, Junior's saying, you won't move a muscle when you come out of the trench, you're going to do whatever I say. And he claps, snaps his fingers in the dog's face. The dog does not react. It's like, oh, man, the dog is, like, as stiff as a board, stiff as a statue. So he's like, oh, shoot, Big Ben's looking for the dog. <laughs> he tosses him in the bushes. Lawanda's in the kitchen cooking live lobster, which you hear squeaking as she throws an, it into a boiling pot of water. Here's another Junior Lawanda incident as she tells him to get cleaned up for dinner. And she grabs his arm and threatens him with a knife. Oh my gosh. Because he's like, you're not my mother. Like, go fuck off, bitch. I don't have to listen to you. Why are you in my house? Ben is so damn wound, like, by, uh just wanting to find a mom for Junior that he does not, ugh. I mean, he's not even thinking with his dick. He's thinking with nothing. 
He's just like, oh, I'm a companion and I want a mother for Junior. It's another redhead, too. So it's just like, what are they saying about redheaded women? That there's something wrong with them? What have you been up to? None of your business. Yeah. You're not my mother. You are a mean little boy. Now go on up to your room and change your clothes. I will not have an unkempt boy at my table. Your table? This is our house, bitch. <sighs> I'm gonna kill that lady. Yeah, and she's telling him to go get cleaned up. I will not have an unkept boy at my table. And he looks at her like she's on whatever. Like, your table? She's holding a knife. <sighs> like, this is not your house. Ugh. Hate her. Uh, yeah. Looks like his <laughs> bedroom got a redo, and it's like we're in the first movie again. Well, these damned clowns. It's, ugh. Gross. I'm going to set this bedroom ablaze. Oh, where do those roaches come from? So what did, I don't get because he's got like a little model of what's supposed to look like the home, supposedly. I don't know. But it's got roaches in there. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. Where did those come from? So now we're at the dinner table, because he, yeah, Junior's going to use the roaches to spoil dinner. Even Junior is really polished. He's got his hair, like, wetted down or moosed down and combed over. He's wearing, again, the red, white, and blue, red, white, and blue tux, suit jacket, whatever you want to call it. He's wearing a bow tie. And they're all, like, toasting to Lawanda, like, making us feel so welcome in this town and making, changing our house and all this hoopla poopla. Yeah, the roaches are in the salad. Ugh. The roaches are in the salad bowl, in the salads, on the rest of the food. And Junior's sitting there laughing his ass off. Just like, go get Lawanda. It's like, dude, if you want to be inconspicuous and you want to play a trick on someone, don't be sitting there laughing the whole time. This... Play into it. Like, you're like, oh, God, where are these roaches? You know, like, I mean, clearly you're going to get found out eventually, but even still, this scene makes me want to puke. <laughs> so, yes, of course, Ben is yelling at Junior, like, you failed me, Junior. We had a deal. You let me down. And Junior says, Dad, she hates me. She threatened to dismember my body. She threatened me with a knife. I mean, if he even said that, it's like, I mean, like, why would you think I would make something like that up? That somebody would threaten me with bodily... I mean, he's nine. But still. And the fact that him saying, like, she hates... Yeah, but why don't you tell him that she basically threatened to kill you. And threatened you with a knife. That is some serious shit. Oh, my, man. I would honestly rather believe some strange woman who owns that town than his own child. Granted, yes, he's lied to him over the year, well, the time he's known him, but who cares? This woman is psychotic. She's nuts. She needs to be sent away somewhere. Yeah, heck, Junior would probably see the other neighbor women as a relief dating him over. Yeah, yeah. 
Junior says she's different from all the others. Like she's let she let's tell him that she threatened to kill you with a knife. Yeah, he says Lawanda is bad, but Ben tells like, yeah, you think all women are bad? Like, no, this lady is. Yeah. Yeah, and he's taking her side, saying she's got none but good intent. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He is going too far. I get it, disappointed, yes. But the fact that he says, I won't be able to trust you again. And you can trust someone you've never met who redid your home? Who owns a bed? Don't you think they're becoming, there would be strings attached to this? You know nothing. I don't care if she's worth $100 million. I don't care. No. No money is worth that that type of... No, I wouldn't put up with any of it. His, his, the back of his suit is, like, covered in roaches. Nasty. I was like, you know what? Fine. Have Luanda. I'm done. I'm not going to be here anymore. I'm going to leave. I'll go back to the orphanage. He'd have to go back to a cold river, but... D- it's, I mean, come on. Oh, Ben is such an idiot. He is such an idiot. He's got a good heart, but he's too damn trusting. Too trusting. Honestly, in this day and age, you can't be too trusting. You just can't. You have to have a level of suspicion. Hanging out by the door listening, of course. This lady, if her top were any lower, her boobies would literally be falling out of that dress. Yeah, she's going to talk to... Uh, I'm playing this clip because I, I, I want to punch this woman in the face. Listen here, you little monster. I am mightier than you are. And I always get what I want, so back off. Because whether you like it or not, I am going to marry your daddy. You wish. And when I do, you're going to be on the first plane to boarding school. In fact, I... Oh my god. Yeah, she is even saying, I'm going to marry your daddy no matter what you want. It's happening. And when I do, you're going to be on the first plane to a boarding school in Baghdad. Campy, tropey, clowny step parent that thinks that they have sway to be able to send a child that is not of their own blood to a boarding school. Like, any parent is going, any, anyone is going to want, come on now, no, the, the child's parent is not going to, would never agree to something like that. He's even like, yeah, she said Baghdad, she's going to threaten to set, she said she's going to marry you, you know, without my, yeah, he, ugh. I'm sorry, guys. He is just—they're—they're they're pissing me off. They're pissing. Junior is the honestly the only one that has any real sense right now. And he's like, forget it, Junior. You have no credibility anymore. And I just—I can't understand. I get it. He doesn't trust Junior after the things he's pulled. But do you think that he would be doing this unless there's something more going on? You would rather trust a woman you met less than 24 hours ago over him the son that you adopted that's the thing junior is the only one to point out these people that are just rotten in ben's life because ben is too much of a 
idiot to see it himself. He really is. You got an annoying wife. You got a stupid father with bad priorities that thinks he's going to be mayor. Didn't happen, thank goodness. You got stupid neighbors that are taking... Everyone's taking advantage of him and he just lets them. Because he's weak. So, yeah. It's parent-child teacher night or whatever. It's I don't know what it's called. Bring your parent to school night, I guess. Meet the, to meet the teacher. His desk, which is just filled with skeletons. Yes, the bow tie killer in the electric chair. Uh-huh. From the first movie. He's demonstrating how... This science project is demonstrating how electricity works. Because this thing is like smoking. Mr. Thorne. It looks like he's wearing a diaper, but he's not. His entire, like, testicular butt region is just covered in gauze. Just covered in gauze. Because he can't wear pants. His body has just been mutilated from... <laughs> There's nothing regions that are just no more. The fact that <laughs> Mr. Peabody's voice is over the... Yeah, and, and the way that Ben kind of cocks his head, kind of like, that voice does sound familiar. Why is that? So now we have like a presidential salute to the White House play with puppets. Yes, because June Foray's foray is one of the, and you can hear it in her voice, in, in the puppet's voice, like that sounds like Rocky from Rocky and Bullwinkle. And yeah, we actually see um, Annie, Nurse Annie there, because and she's out of her nurse garb, looks very beautiful, she really does, really pretty. goodness. Yeah, apparently the kids that we're putting on that play have been now taken hostage and tied up. And you'll find out why. Let's listen to how the they sound afterward. I'll play how they sounded before and then how they sound afterwards. Well, they didn't sound like children either, didn't they? <coughs> Sorry about the delay, folks, but we are experiencing technical difficulties. Yeah, I had to scratch my ball. <laughs> <laughs> That's not Junior. <laughs> I'm a ball eagle. That's not Junior. Junior. Great show, huh, Dad? <laughs> I'll save you a seat. <coughs> Annie? Annie? Nurse? 
understand completely what you're going through. You couldn't possibly. But I do, believe me, you know, we could help each other. Just forget it. Trixie consumes my entire life of it. I don't have room for anything else. Damn. <laughs> oh my gosh. It, it, yeah, and of course Ben thought that was Junior. The bald eagle saying, I'm sorry for the technical difficulties. I had to stretch my balls. <laughs> and then the one in the the patriotic hat and the white hair, whoever he's supposed to resemble, I don't know, but he's like, yeah, you want to hear me fart the Star Spangled Banner? So, of course... Ben runs up there, grabs the two puppets, yanks them off the hands, thinking it's Junior, and he falls off the stage onto the floor of the auditorium, looks up and is surprised to see Trixie. Like, who are you? And she says, who the hell are you? So he, yeah, I'm sure he's surprised to see, like, well, Junior's not the only one that uh, knows how to cause trouble. Annie runs up there yelling at Trixie, like, what? What are you doing? And Trixie says, those kids won't let me do do the puppet show thing. So she's like, no, that is not, you can't do that. So she grabs Trixie, runs down the aisle with her, and Ben, of course, runs after her, saying, you know, we can help each other. I know more than you think. Because she says, I don't have time for dating. I don't have, my daughter pretty much controls every aspect of my life. Oh my goodness. So, yeah, it's like, like, you think I don't know? You think I don't have my own problem, child? What do you think Junior is? And, of course, Junior's lying in his... Oh my, this one is creepy because it's like a circus cage with bars, so it's just weird. He's thinking about Trixie and how, yeah, that girl showed them. What a weirdo. Yeah, he's even thinking, like, who would have thought that sweet nurse would have had such a crazy daughter? Why does he feel like he has to get Junior a mother? You don't, honestly. I I mean, honestly, what what lady would want to come into that relationship with a, a child? That, there's nothing that she's going to be able to say or do that's going to, you know, help him. Or even that he's going to want someone there. And he's thinking about how nice Annie is, and, you know, but then again, Lawanda will go out with me. Because <sighs> you resemble her other seven husbands. Did she tell you she'd been there married seven times? She didn't? Yeah, figures. He's thinking about how Annie would be perfect because she's smart and sweet and pretty and loving. Even a picture of Lawanda, uh, like, at least, well, it looks like a couple of them. On his bedside table. And Ben even says it would be great to have a nurse on call 24 hours a day. Okay, I don't think she's that kind of nurse. But she's a school nurse. I just realized Junior and Ben are wearing matching plaid, like, red checkered, green checkered, yellow checkered, blue checkered pajamas that are matching. Oh my god, yeah, and Big Ben's only thinking of himself, just thinking, oh, let Ben marry that that rich woman because I really need the money. Ugh, he's only, what a piece of shit, he's only thinking of himself. Uh, and then he's saying, I'm gonna get out of this house, my son's a loser, my dog vanished. 
And he says that Punk Jr. is the devil come to life. He sees... <laughs> he sees Nippy over by the plants because he's out on the patio. And he goes over like, I knew you didn't abandon me. This guy's he's drunk. And he's like, you'll always be by my side. You're my one true friend. And he goes to pet him and the dog falls over. He keeps calling him Benjamin and it's driving me insane. It's driving me nuts. So he's like, oh my gosh, Junior's getting worse. We can't even figure out what he did to the dog. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, she's pretty much hook, line, and sinker with Ben. She says, oh, your son needs two parental figures. And then Ben gulps, and then we don't see him actually propose, like, oh, I'd like to ask you a question, because he takes her hand, like, oh, god. So, yeah, now he's going to break the news that he is going to marry Lawanda. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he's like, I got some family news for you. And Junior's like, what, is Big Ben moving out finally? <laughs> like, uh, I don't know about that. No <laughs> wheat weld. Why? You don't even know her. You don't know her. She doesn't know him she either. Wants to make us a home. and he's already marrying her oh my god I have no hope for this man I have no hope for him I'm sorry but I don't so Lamanda pulls up always wearing red she says that they have to take a blood test which I guess maybe is something that maybe you had to do before you got married back in the day or depending on what state you live in I mean we didn't have to do that when we got married so I don't, I don't know I don't know what well, it, it is what it is I guess yeah, and the fact that Ben doesn't even know this lady, she doesn't know Junior, he thinks he's doing what's best for his son, which is not what's best for either of you. So two guys come up, and they're saying there's a little ravey scare, like looking for animals that are strange, looking for strange animals. So he brings up that Nippy the dog has been acting a little odd. There's something wrong with him. He's not moving or doing anything. He's basically a stuffed animal. Or a taxidermy dog. Oh, I I didn't get this one. Well, I probably did. Maybe a little in 1991 or 92 whenever I saw this movie back then. Um, I'm guessing these animal control men are a couple or they're together because the bigger guy caresses the other guy's shoulder and the other guys like not now don't do that right now like, oh my gosh so junior brings out nippy and they're like what the hell happened here i mean it sure ain't rabies yeah and junior just says well he's lost his phone can you do anything for him <laughs> oh they ask while looking in the dog's eyes with a little pen light or whatever that is like, what kind of diet's he been on? And, and Junior's like, diet? We just feed him table scraps. We don't give him any, like, anything. 
they got chow down dog food, which is what that Debbie Klokinski, whatever her ex-husband was eating. And they're going to give it to the dog. And the dog just, it comes to life like it's been faking the whole time. And it just starts going to town on this nasty looking dog food. Like they're a mobile TV commercial, the way he holds up the camera, like, chow down! Every dog's best friend or something. Three delicious flavors, beef, chicken, and horse. Oh, I, oh, oh boy. They are saying like all rich meaty flavor all simmered in a delicious homestyle gravy. Makes it, so, it says something on the can that says like this, uh, uh, this puppy food. Or, I don't know, but the way they make it, like they're going to, like, serve it up for dinner or something. A rich, meaty flavor and a delicious home-style gravy. Like, like ugh. <laughs> well, they set it, the dog food, the bowl on the ground and says, come and get it. The dog, like, zips to life. And it's like Junior's part of the commercial. Like, wow, look at him chow down. Look at him have giant coiled shits afterwards and the diarrhea runs he's like you bet wait till you see how shiny his coat gets he just took a major fart dump right on that wall that dump is like three times the size of that dog oh my god that is unnatural it's like he just started shitting this giant like two foot like turd tower oh yeah there's a in the van there's a black box with a skull on it that's painted red the word danger he asks what's that it's a blood test from a rabid dog so junior of course is going to take it for that blood test that lawanda is going to have done Honestly, this is some cartoony stuff when the guy looks at the blood from Lawanda in the microscope. It's animated, like, worms with, like, teeth that are, like, crunching on other worms. It's really creepy. So, yeah, they go to Dunmore Bank because the guy calls the county health department. It's an emergency. Yeah, and uh, I guess Lawanda is having a bridal sh what, what What is it called again? Not a bridal show, or there's a bachelorette party, out something like that. It's a teddy. It's a skimpy lingerie, see-through black and red teddy. Who are all these women? Who are, are they friends of her? Are they employees? I don't know. Yeah, apparently they're all her best friends. I doubt it. This one lady says, oh, LaWanda, you're always the most beautiful bride. Well, she's been married seven times. Oh, these two guys come in here, Mortville Health Department. They even got a net to, like, thinking they're capturing an animal. They're like, is Miss Dunmore here? And someone thinks they're strippers because it's a bachelorette party. She, LaWanda was just eating a white cupcake because she's got, like, white foam around her mouth. And they're like, oh my gosh, we gotta have fat. She's foaming at the mouth. Yeah, so she thinks they're strippers. And no, they actually handcuff her behind her back. And they say, we're from the County Board of Health. You have rabies. And they drag her out of there. And she's going, I do not have rabies. Well, according to your blood test, you do. Scream about, oh, you can't do this to me. I'm rich. I'm powerful. Bitch, they got you in handcuffs. They can do whatever they want. 
they're strapped to the hospital bed. Because <laughs> Ben is like, oh, how you doing? She is literally strapped to the bed, this hospital bed, so she can't move. Junior says, oh, maybe this picture will cheer you up. <laughs> and it's of a cat foaming at the mouth with crazy red curly hair. <laughs> this is a crit. Oh, my God. This is like a dog or a cat with red hair. Whoever did this picture for the movie is just, they're an artist. I'll say that. Fang teeth, foam around the mouth, tongue hanging out, curly red hair. Father Flanagan. What does that name sound familiar? Huh. <laughs> uh, from Boys Town. And... Yeah, Ben is just saying, you know, if we need to, you know, we don't need to rush. We can just, you know, put the wedding off for a bit until you uh, get a clear blood test back, normal blood test back. He is, she, uh, she is determined. She says, I don't like being patronized. I don't care if we got to roll this gurney down the aisle. He says, tomorrow we are getting married. Even Ben looks frightened of her. Dude, this is what you want in a wife? This is someone you're going to stay married to? For, uh, <laughs> oh, boy. He is... Come on, man. You are making a mistake. A big mistake. So he's... Yeah. he's Big Ben's flirting with the nurse, saying, oh, B uh, Big Ben's Sporting Goods is talking about an expansion. I didn't even think he had that store anymore. He doesn't live in Cold River. Unless he's thinking of setting up shop in Mortville. <laughs> Some of these people have gotten this hospital, I swear. Uh, he's talking about he wants to be remembered, at this this random man here, wants to be remembered before he dies with having plastic surgery and having the biggest nose in the world. Really? 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 That's your wish? That's who you want people to remember you by? Not your personality. This guy already sounds like he's off his rocker anyway. What is his wife, girlfriend, fiance, whoever she is? She's wearing something, a dress that is literally looks like it came from 1963. It's a flower, like, blue, lime green stripes with daisy flowers on it. It's really unsightful. Ugh. He, like, got in a time machine and went from 1965 to 1991, this woman, whoever, that's hanging out with this man who wants the biggest nose in the world. But, yeah, Junior's not done yet, so he takes the guy's chart, and he's gonna have Wanda's, uh, face fixed. Like, uh, her nose extended. <laughs> So, Ben takes Junior to a pizza place that's loud. I was telling Jeremy the other day we went to a, a sit-down restaurant that the music was blaring. And I'm just, I, I told him, like, there would be no way you couldn't pay me a million dollars to work in an establishment where the music is blasting so loud that it's vibrating the walls. I just would not be able to. Because, yeah, even Ben's like, this place is awfully loud. You sure you want to eat here? He says, hey, you know pizza's my favorite food, and Ben asks what, what it is. You, you've had this child for, what, over a year now, and you don't know what his favorite food is, yet you're going to marry a woman you only knew for, like, maybe a week? That is insane. That is nuts. <laughs> so, yeah, looks like uh, Annie and Trixie are there having dinner. So they decide to join them. Of course, Trixie is not having it. She's already like, ugh. 
Starting in Junior's narration, hey, maybe I'm getting soft, but uh, I just had the craziest idea. Like, hey, I mean, I'm sure he would rather see his dad with Annie than Lawanda. I'm sure he would rather see his dad with any woman that lived on their street over Lawanda. So he's going through his wallet of pictures to impress Annie and mentioning how uh, Big Ben lost the election because he dropped his pants and showed his ass for the whole city to see. And Trixie is irritated, like, look, what are you doing here, okay? I'm having dinner with my mom. And Junior says, pipe down, they're having a good time, let them have fun. Yeah, she's like, what are you jerks doing here? I'm supposed to have dinner with my mom. I'm thinking, you are having dinner. She's eating, you're eating, you're having dinner. Oh, pizza-rific? I don't, is, what is this? I, it's, I don't know, is that what the place is called? Maybe. So someone comes along, takes a picture of him. Such a sweet picture. Oh, here's Peabody with some woman that he probably picked up from an escort service. <coughs> Again, with the boobies on display. What does this lady see in Peabody? He's annoying. And he's saying, like, hey, you see how they let us right in? This isn't like the restaurant you go to where you got to talk into the clown's face, you know, when you're going to, like, McDonald's or something like that. He says, later on, we'll go to my place and I'll put on the Zorro outfit. Ew! 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 She does not look impressed by him. Why is she? Why? Because he's a principal? Oh, my goodness. <sighs> yes, because apparently he's also aware of Trixie as well. So he starts screaming, like, oh my gosh, it's them, it's those kids, those annoying brats. Ugh, what a piece. And the fact that Ben doesn't even act like he remembers Mr. Peabody from the first movie? Come on. Yeah, Junior recognizes Peabody, like, eh, oh, it's Peabody. Hate, and even Trixie's like, I hate that guy, he's got such a grating voice. <laughs> it's a, I've never heard a child use the word grating before. I don't know, are they having Italian food? They're eating spaghetti? Because he's got giant meatballs and he chucks it and it hits the lady right in her boobs, basically, because they're out on display. Well, <laughs> of course he's trying to get the meatball out and she's like, stop it. I'm trying to get the meatball out between her boobs. And of course, Trix is like, hey, that's pretty good, let me try. She hits Peabody right on the head with the meatball. What in the- ugh, This guy's a principal! This guy would be fired for this outlandish way he's talking to like, You run, kids, you should be locked in cages! Ben is like, you can't talk to them like that. Who the hell do you think you are? He thinks that he can just say whatever he wants. He says to Ben, screw you, pal. I can talk about anybody however I want. I'd be like, you need to get out of here. You need to go. This is a family establishment. He throws something at Ben, and Junior's like, oh, you just made your last mistake, man, because I'm going to kick your ass. Throws like a mini pizza or whatever that's right in Peabody's face. So now it's a food fight. I love how Junior and Trixie are teaming up with each other. Because they both slap high five. So, yeah, Peabody throws a mini pizza at Annie. Annie gets up, takes her glasses off, and throws a pizza at Peabody's date. Oh, Peabody takes a big plate of spaghetti and chucks it. lands right on Ben and Annie. So, 
But this pisses me off because they get kicked out, but Peabody doesn't. I think that's bullshit. No, hey, quit pushing. It wasn't our fault. I got hit in the head with an egg. Just get uh, out of here and you can never come back to Pizzerific again. Well, that's a big loss. Yeah, we said no olives. Uh, <laughs> did everybody get enough to eat? Yeah. Annie, you look like you could use some dessert. No, I mean it. Right around here. <laughs> well, that's pretty funny. He takes it after me, you know? Junior... I'm sorry I hit you with the fire hose. That's okay. I'm sorry I made you barf on the crazy dance. <laughs> you know, I think your dad likes my mom. Normally when a guy does that, I run him over with the car and I knock him down the stairs. <laughs> oh, God. I gotta look out for her. But your dad, he doesn't bug me that much. And you know, your mom doesn't bother me that much either. How? Okay, so yeah, they get tossed out of the pizzerific place, and I really like how Junior and Trixie kind of call a truce. Like, hey, sorry about the fire hose. Yeah, I'm sorry I made you barf on the crazy dance ride. And she says, you know, I gotta look out for my mom. Normally, most guys that are into her, I hit them with a the car or I knock them down the stairs. <laughs> And, yeah, she says, yeah, but your daddy, he really doesn't bug me. And Junior says, yeah, I mean, your mom's not that bad either. <laughs> it's, it's cute. It is. It really, I like that they're joining forces now. Because now, yeah, they're kind of like, hey, I think, I think my dad likes your mom. And she says, yeah, I think your, my mom likes your dad. Like, I don't know, that's, kinda, that's not too weird, you know, weird. I mean, that'd be kind of interesting if they ended up together. Yeah, yeah. He, she says, you know, your dad's kind of funny. He's like, and Junior says, yeah, he takes that after me. <laughs> it's, it's it's adorable. I love how, you know, they're looking after their parents. Like, we, we gotta watch out for them. They might end up with the wrong person. <laughs> it's not like Trixie brings up what happened to her dad or anything. So, yeah, we go back to the hospital. LaWanda has had the surgery. How in the hell did she even? Yeah, she's got this big, like, prosthetic nose on her face as she starts screaming. You can tell it is so fake. You can see where her real nose begins and the fake one starts. She screams and says, I'm Pinocchio. See, if I didn't have the subtitles on, I wouldn't know what the hell she's saying. So... Trixie comes over to Junior's place. Oh, they got a giant jukebox right by the side of the door. So he asks Junior, like, why do you want me to come over here so late? And he, Junior's got an idea. He says, hey, you know how you said you liked my dad? And he tells her, like, I have the weirdest idea. I think our parents should get married. So, I mean, honestly, it's not the weirdest thing Trixie's heard. But she's like, what are you talking about? Your dad's already taken, remember? Yeah, how's that going to work? So, <laughs> Junior says, well, you know, he might uh, be having a slight change of plans. Oh, yes, the nose bang, right? Big Ben is passed out on the couch. Of course he is. And Nippy, who's back to normal, is just growling at the both of them. And he wakes up Big Ben. Great. Junior's like, oh, good grief. The old man is up. The old old grandpa man is up. Big Ben's up. Wonderful. I gotta deal with his ass. Ugh. Good, you made it. Yeah, why'd you want me to come over so late? You know how you said you liked my dad? 
I have the weirdest idea. <laughs> I think our parents should get married. What are you talking about? Your dad's already taken. I know you might be having a slight change of plans. So, <laughs> he wakes up, asks who Tr Trixie is, like, who are you? I'd be like, none of your damn business is who I am. And he tells Junior, oh, you should be in bed. But yeah, it's the night before the wedding. And then Junior tells Big Ben, there ain't gonna be no wedding. And Junior tells Big Ben, I made Luanda so ugly, no one's gonna want to marry her. I don't think a big nose is gonna change that, man. So, yes, Big Ben's only thinking of himself as he says, Luanda Dumore is the key to my financial comeback. You don't give a shit about Ben. Or Junior. Or even LaWanda. He's just thinking of himself and his comeback. He's, oh, I hate him almost as much as I hate LaWanda. And he's like, nobody's going to stand in my way. Dude, go to hell. I hate you. So he's looking for Nippy. Trixie tells Junior, this guy looks like he's going to be a problem. And I'm sure Junior's like, hey, I can handle this guy. I threw him down the stairs. I threw a cat in his face. Fell down the stairs. You don't want to know. He wound up in the hospital. Yeah. Basically, Junior and Trixie are going to tag team. I'm using a wrestling reference, even though I've never watched a WWE match in my life or WWF or whatever they're called. <laughs> so, yeah, they're going to basically beat him up, this old man. And by beat him up, I mean push him over the back of the couch. What did they do? I, I don't know. We cut away from that scene because the kids, yeah, don't they let, they end up looking for the love rock, rock the love rock, that love rock. Both are wearing zip-up hoodies, of course, again, with the red and blue theme, and Junior's wearing a red hoodie, she's wearing a sky blue hoodie, a baby blue hoodie. <laughs> I'm really tired. So, why are they running? I get it, they gotta be there and back, but they're running like they're running against the clock. I don't know how far away this thing is, either. And she... There's no traffic on this road. It's, and it's a cobblestone street, it looks like. They look like they're in, um, like, some old relic town. But she stops. She's like, I'm really tired. He's like, come on, don't wuss out on me. I need you. Come on, Trixie. I'm surprised he didn't say, hey, climb on my back. I'll carry you piggyback if I gotta. He says this is the only way to get our parents together. Practically drags her. Oh, it's glowing. The heart in that rock is glow. It's not real, but still. It's pretty cool looking. <laughs> Makes me think of E.T.'s chest cavity with the glowing hearts. Kind of like that. <coughs> Whoa, so much bigger than it looked in Mr. Thorne's slide. Well... Almighty Love Rock, we come to you today to ask a big favor. We got these two parents and we want them to fall in love and get married so I don't get stuck with that bitch Lawanda. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. This isn't asking too much, but you're a magic rock, so you're probably used to these things. Please help us. Aww. Little step brother and sister. I like how they're 
We got each other. This is a cute picture. He got the picture of them at the uh, pizza place. Aww. The only one not smiling, of course, is Trixie. Oh, God. Yeah, it's morning time, and he's going to brush his teeth, and he tells Junior, get up, it's a big day, today you get yourself a mom. He is so deluded and delusional and just so ass-backwards, or however you want to say it on this, that he can't even see with Lawanda and what... Of course Junior is not in bed. Of course he's not. And... The phone is ringing. That's because it's Annie. She's looking for Trixie. She has no idea where she is. So both he and Annie are, you know, they're driving around. They're looking for the kids. And Annie asks Ben, like, hey, has Junior ever done anything like this? Has he run away before? And Ben just kind of chucks it up, like, hey, it's this wedding thing. He's got, it's got him all upset and whatnot. They're both wearing, like, he's wearing a cream white sweater, and she's wearing, like, a, a white sweater. So, again, this whole red, white, and blue thing <laughs> throughout this, this movie and the first one. So, and he even says, you know, I'm sorry you had to drag Trixie into this. And Annie says, oh, you don't, do not let Trixie off the hook that easily. She's usually responsible for her share of the action. So it's almost like they're trying to top how bad their kids are. Yeah, and he says, oh, but I know Junior. He can be the biggest menace who ever lived. Yeah, maybe he was a nuisance in that little town. You It's like, she's like, oh, you think your kid is bad? Mine is a thousand times worse. Yeah, she says, now you're in Mortville and around here Trixie runs the show. Yeah. Everyone lets her apparently. And he's saying, well, she's an amateur. No one has caused the amount of destruction Junior has. My God. Even Ben is like, well, I guess this is a stupid thing to argue. Yeah, well, yeah. But hey, you got something in common. Your kids are crazy. Has Junior ever run away before? No, no he, it's just it's this wedding thing. It's got him upset. I'm sorry he had to drag Trixie into this. Oh, don't let Trixie off the hook that easily. I mean, she's usually <laughs> Junior is too damn big to be carrying around like he's five. 
Damn, J Ben! Do you want to call him John? <laughs> uh, she's got her hoodie in on inside out. So yeah, they found him together asleep on the park bed. This little cement bench by the Love Rock. And it's just, it is the most adorable thing ever in the whole wide world, it seems like. But, um, yeah, they found him together, like, hey guys, good morning. And both Junior and Trixie popped their heads up, like, hey, it worked. And, you know, Ben asks, like, hey, you guys need a ride home? Because, yeah, and Annie says, no, nah, I mean, you got a million things to do today. Like, you know, it's your wedding day and all that. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Because she says, we're going to walk and talk and all that good stuff. It's, it's just, <laughs> Junior is nine. You don't need to be picking him up like that. He is not, I mean, I get it, Trixie's younger, but st smaller. But no, you don't pick up an eight or nine-year-old like they're a four-year-old. That's just, I don't know, maybe you do. It's weird. So, <laughs> Junior is ready for the show to begin, for this wedding and everything, like, Oh my god, he, he's expecting Luan to have a big giant schnoz. The tuxes are like white with a, like blue, a blue racing stripe running down the side of it and then blue lapels and a blue bow tie. And I don't know, but Big Ben's got like the same thing, only his is like a, like a emerald green. Even the dog has got like a green bow tie. So Junior says, hey dad, don't you want to go see Lawanda and... Ben tells him, like, it's bad luck to see the, the uh, bride before the wedding or something. Yeah, I know about that tradition. Broom is not allowed to see the bride before the... Ugh, is that a dog brush he's using to brush whatever off of Ben's tux's... The back of his tux? So, Junior thinks if his dad doesn't see Luanda beforehand, that... Who are all these people? <coughs> all people that Lawanda knows, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, that's a thing. He's got to see her before. So that way he'll think, ah, I can't marry her. I'm pretty sure all these people are probably um, Lawanda's friends, relatives. Yes, hype people. I don't know. They even got horses there. Even Ben just looks like he is not sure that he's making the right decision. He's not making the right decision, by the way. He's not. So, Junior has it where that way he'll pull on this jump rope thing, and then that way Lawanda's going to trip and fall, so that way Ben will see her face before she gets up there. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Junior's like, Dad, look at her face! And she turns around and her face is normal. She got plastic, emergency plastic surgery to fix it. <laughs> right, Dad, look at her face! Oh, shit. Hey, what happened? Thought you had me licked, huh? Well, it's amazing what $382,000 worth of last-minute double overtime plastic surgery can do. Benjamin, what's the hold of? Uh, uh, fine. What the hell, Ben? Just... Hit it, Padre. Come on. Dearly beloved, <coughs> we are gathered today on this day of joy to unite these two wonderful people. No! Dad, don't do it! Go for it, little Ben. Make me proud. I... <sighs> 
We are gathered together on this day of joy to unite you two <laughs> wonderful people. A bulldozer with a love rock. She's <laughs> waiting. She's like, what? See, man, this is what you were going to marry. Even the horse is freaked out by that love rock. <laughs> going down the aisle, everyone's like scrambling to get out of the way. This love rock, and it's gonna smush her. <laughs> you dumb bitch. So yeah, exactly. Junior surprise. Three hundred eighty-two thousand dollars of overtime surgery fixed her freaking face, and oh my gosh. And then she drags Ben back up there, like, "What's the hold up, Ben? Let's go." And she's like. He keeps looking back at Junior, and she's, like, shoving his face to the face front, and I'm just like, Ben, really? Look at this. Oh. So, yeah. Like, that clearly didn't work. So now Trixie comes with the bulldozer with the love rock, and then, <laughs> and then, Lavanda looks around like, what is that? Who is that? And Junior says, that's my pal Trixie. And then, to Ben's surprise, he hears Lavanda's true form coming out. And she says, I hate children. I, if I had the power, I'd wipe, wipe them off the face of the earth. And Ben is just incredulous. Because she's put up this act the whole time. Dude, you were... Uh, you were just so stupid. I'm sorry, but he is. He, I think he knew in his heart of hearts that he never really wanted her. He wanted Annie. As Annie runs over to get Trixie, who, when we cut away from it, we come to, it's like, you can tell it's clearly not a child in there driving that thing. It's probably a man in a blonde wig. So... Annie goes over there and gets Trixie done. Like, why are you... I told you before you don't use heavy machinery. Did you even get that thing from? A construction site? They're not using it. I was going to return it after. But yeah, the love rock goes down the aisle. Everyone's scrambling to get out of the way. It's knocking down chairs. And Lawanda, as stupid as she is, goes up to it, puts a hand out like she says, I command you to stop. The thing rolls over her. It's almost like the Indiana Jones movie where he almost gets run over by that big boulder. How many times have I told you not to operate heavy machinery? Probably more than once. That's probably what she used to run over her mom's boyfriends or whatever in the past. So Ben runs with Junior over to Annie She's like, Annie! And she says, Ben, I'm so sorry I couldn't stop her. Sorry, I couldn't stop her. We ruined your whole way. 
yeah, she says, we ruined your whole wedding. And this is where Ben says, this wedding was meant to be ruined. Yeah, no shit. Of course it was. This wedding never should have taken place. And she's shaking her head no. And he says, Annie, you're the one I want. And she's surprised to hear that. Like, yeah, you two are perfect together. You are. And they kiss. And it's adorable. And I love it. And the kids high five. They're like, yay. Our parents are going to get married. Hopefully. We don't see <laughs> We don't see it happen. Big Ben goes over there yells at Ben. and like, what the hell are you doing? Go back and scrape your lovely bob right off the ground. Like, and Ben finally has the balls to face his dad and say, Dad, I'm not marrying Lawanda. If you like her so much, you marry her. Because I'm done. She's a hoe. He doesn't want to marry her. He says, I found someone else. And Big Ben says, who cares? Ah, oh, get that man out of your house, out of your life. You don't need Big Ben in your life. They're toxic people. You don't need them. Yeah, Lawanda Dumore, dumb whatever the hell her name is, is <laughs> a gold mine. She's worth millions. And even Ben's like, Dad, if you like her so much, you marry her. And then you hear the dollar signs flash in his face. He's like, huh, maybe I will. G good. Go away. And I love how Ben bends down to Junior's level and says, thanks, buddy. And Junior says, Dad, I wouldn't have done it for anyone else. <laughs> oh, how many times have I told you not to operate heavy machinery? <laughs> Annie. Oh, ben, I am so sorry. I couldn't stop her. We ruined your whole wedding. This wedding was meant to be ruined. Ben, Annie, you're the one I want. What the fuck cares? Go away, you ass. Get out of here, old man. Go to hell. Wanda is still smushed under that giant ass love rock, and her assistant, the big guy Smith, is trying to push the rock off of her. Big Ben helps, and they manage to get it off of her body that's smushed into the grass in the ground. When the hell is she still alive? Nothing's been done, nothing's broken. She doesn't have a broken nose, a broken face, nothing. It's this. The way that her assistant has fallen down after they pulled the love rock off of her, he's like practically in her crotch. His face is literally right in her crotch area. And I'm like, what the hell? This is nuts. Watch this movie. This is crazy. It's like, she's such a damn cartoon when he helps her out. When he helps her up, she says, get your mitts off me. I hate your whole family. This is where Southern accent. I, I don't know if this lady's been in other stuff, but uh, she's, this is, bleh. <laughs> this movie's been a crazy nightmare <laughs> fuel laugh ride. Oh, uh, he says, honey, come here. 
I'm not like them. I'm different. I love you. And she says, you said you love me? Oh, gross. She's making out with that old man. Big man. Blah. They deserve each other. They deserve each other. Yuck. Even Junior and Trixie are like, Ugh. Gotta find a somewhere to puke. There we go. Yes, they're gonna send that firework dynamite stick with Junior's slingshot into that wedding cake. And it's gonna just hit all over them. This is cornball goof. The dynamite goes somehow under the cake, lifting this one, two, three, four, five tiered wedding cake up. This dynamite does. Lifting it up off the ground and it lands on Wanda, Dumore, and Big Ben. Yeah, and she like moves Big Ben's hand so it's like on her ass and the dog is barking at them. The way that this cake splatters on them, it sounds like the dog took a giant shit right on top of them. It's really gross. Speaking of giant shits, <laughs> that dog just took another three foot giant shit. They're like two foot tall shit right next to this dog. <laughs> <laughs> Song Saved by Love, I don't know what's by that place as the credits come up. And we see Junior and Ben and Trixie and Annie all holding hands as they walk away. How do they get, get the pastor back, marry you both, and live happily ever after? Where does this take place? In their backyard? What in the, I don't, I don't know. Alright, so one of these goofs here is the one I already said, which is basically... After Trixie is shown a close-up driving a bulldozer during the wedding scene, a wide shot shows that an adult is driving instead. Of course, of course. So, just like the first one, the USA Network also had additional scenes deleted, scenes put in. I looked on YouTube, both for Problem Child and Problem Child 2, they do have those deleted scenes up on YouTube if you want to check them out. Let's see. <clears throat> Uh, shown on network TV, additional deleted scenes were added in to pad out time and edit out questionable content. Following is a list of scenes. One, Junior, okay, this one I remember. Junior enters the school, he asks Trixie for directions to the principal's office. She secretly puts a kick beside on Junior's back. I, I, I was, when I was watching this, I knew that scene. I'm like, why didn't that, did I, I thought I missed it. I'm like, oh, wait, okay. Uh, two, Ben and Junior are seen in their living room recovering from their concussion. That scene I remember, too. When Ben goes into the kitchen to find more ice, he asks Junior what happened to his head, and Junior says a girl did it and that women are crazy. Ben tells him not all women are crazy and notices Debbie Klaukinski doing yoga exercises next to a street pole. Oh, Ben goes outside to assist, causing Junior to make about a safe room for the single woman in the neighborhood. Three, a dialogue scene between Big Ben notices that Dolly and Madison are selling his own clothes, has been walking out of the house talking to a client on a cell phone, which, cell phone, well, whatever. <clears throat> Shortly after, the client angrily hangs up on him. Four, another dialogue scene occurs after LaWanda leaves the house with Big Ben. When Big Ben explains that LaWanda is nuts over Ben, Junior tries to explain to his dad that he doesn't trust her, but Ben verbally warns him not to talk about it as they 
made an agreement that Ben would spend more time with Junior as long as he behaves. Um, let's see. Additional scenes during the school's open house, which has Murph pigging out at the refreshment table, as well as Ben trying to explain to Annie that he could help her out with any problems that she has, but Annie objects, tells Ben he wouldn't be able to. Six, Junior's in Annie's office with a nasty scratch on his arm. After she treats it, she gets a call that Trixie stole their neighbor's station wagon, drove it through their house. Wow. Annie agrees to talk to her about it over dinner at Pizza Rific. When Junior comes home, he finds a stunned Ben telling him that Lawanda is in the hospital for rabies. Continuation of a sequence earlier where he switches her blood test with a rabid dog. Okay. Seven, Ben finds Junior missing, gets a call from Annie saying Trixie is missing too. Also, Ben goes downstairs, he trips over a bound and gagged Big Ben. Okay, that's enough. I swear, maybe I did see this on the USA Network at some point over the past, like, 20-plus years. Uh, initial UK releases were cut for a PG rating, blah, 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 blah. Okay, this just talks about scenes that were cut. Okay. Uh-huh. Gotcha. So, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the review. I had fun covering this movie, both the first and second problem child. I hope, like I said, hope you enjoy it. If you want to email the podcast, lbom podcast at gmail.com. If you want to share your problem child and problem child two memories growing up in the 90s watching the movies. <laughs> One in particular, it's in my family home movie during the summer of July 93. Uh, we were family playing like baseball. My cousin at the time, who probably couldn't have been more than maybe four or five, we'd seen Problem Child, that movie, and he was imitating Junior, like carrying the bat. He, no, he was basically just dragging the bat as he was running around the bases. And another thing with the movie Rookie of the Year, there was another one that came out around the same time. It was like, one of the lines from, like, the trailer of the movie, <laughs> pitcher's got a big butt. <laughs> oh, just so funny. But, yep. I have fun with these. I love watching these and just reviewing them for the podcast. And, like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed it. So, have a great March. <laughs> Bye.